The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to it. Brand new episode. It's our uh, last one for uh, month of January 2018. And uh, the name of the episode is Ketamine Free. And uh, yeah, I don't remember why. It was the third show, so... (laughs) You may have been drunk, but at least we're ketamine-free, right? Exactly. Uh, fine little episode. Uh, our friends uh, Kari and Kiki uh, join us once again. Uh, joining me for Broken News is Jay and Shannon and Jimmy. Uh, in the Broken News, Jimmy's going to talk about uh, all the Sundance movies that he saw, the good ones. And uh, I'm going to tell you about two, at least three, of the best attractions that I have attended at theme parks and I think you should if you can do these they're just amazing I'll tell you about it coming up so stand by for that Uh, a lot of other stuff in there as well but uh, I want to thank our sponsors of course open seven days a week Dr. Volt's Comic Connection hold services free with that you get a 20% discount of purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog is free with that 2043 East 3300 South in Salt Lake it's Dr. Volt's also, Cabin Fever, your go-to shop for retro candy, gift wrap, lunch boxes, tin signs, coffee table books. They got all kinds of really cool stuff in there located in the heart of Trolley Square in downtown Salt Lake. Cabin Fever, so much more than a quality card store. Also, our friend Chef Daniel, he has opened the Twin Sons Cafe, now serving breakfast and lunch every day but Tuesday. He describes the food as uh, Americana with a Southwest Mexican influence. He can be accommodating to all sorts of diets. He just wants to serve you folks a good, wholesome meal. Go see him. 2305 South Highland Drive in Salt Lake City, the Twin Sons Cafe. Also, Black Velvet Boutique. Go to blackvelvetboutique.com. Or better yet, just go see Dawn and Leah in person. 293 South State Street in Clearfield. They are open seven days a week. Not a porn store or a novelty store. They're a valuable sexual wellness resource. For grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex, they have sex education workshops as well. Also, Booze Teak. Hi, Ivy. Part brought to you by Booze Teak. They gink. This this is a great place. You need to go in and say hi to Ivy. They've got all kinds of great geeky drinking accessories as well as some of the fancy uh, cocktail glasses that my wife likes so much. But they have Battlestar Galactica coasters and Doctor Who shot glasses, things like that. Uh, all kinds of great stuff. 15% off if you say Geek Show says, hey, located at 315 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake City or go to boosteekslc.com. Have your own third show with the help of Booze Teak. Also, uh, Valley Office Systems. Stop buying disposable office printers off the shelf at the big box store. You can get the highest quality commercial grade printers from Valley Office Systems for a whole lot less than you would expect. Valleyofficesystems.com is their website. You'll find their location as well at that website. All right, let's get to this episode. The name of the episode is Ketamine Free. We'll get to it after a message or two. Please to enjoy. Geek Show Podcast is brought to you in part by the Booze Teak. Mm, yeah. Geeky drinking accessories like Death Star ice molds, Chewbacca can cozies, flasks featuring Doctor Who, Captain America, and dad-ass, Battlestar Galactica coasters, shot glasses featuring Star Trek and Doctor Who, shotskis, 
corkscrews, wine bags, gifts, and more. And if you tell them Geek Show says hey, you'll get 15% off of your purchase. Booze Teak is located at 315 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake City, or look at them online at boozeteakslc.com. Geek Show loves Booze Teak. Rico or Kyocera. That should mean something to you, especially if you're looking for a copier or printer, because they're considered the highest quality printers and copiers. And Valley Office Systems can put Rico or Kyocera in your office for a lot less than you probably thought. Plus, the service to back them up. Set up your free consultation at valleyofficesystems.com and find out what it's like to have the best. Welcome back to the basement. (laughs) It's already a third show. So I would just like to say, welcome back to, I think, one of our most fun and different recordings that we've done. The past three, you mean? Yeah. This is the third show. Yeah, we just started this This is the third show. Dice on show. Dice on shows. Dice on show. That's that's for so our j- Japanese listeners. <laughs> that shit was that was cool. That's the, it's not actually Japanese, is it? It's not. It's it's a it's a very loose. It's an amalgam of. It yeah. it is, but strangely enough, it, they would it's, say it's broken. Yeah, it's broken Japanese. <clears throat> they would. How did we get on that? I don't know. That was back in the old days. Well, we'll have to talk about that in that, some that was, sort of retrospective for the tenth anniversary. That was ten years. That was in our middle days. Yeah. What a treat for everybody. What a great decade. <laughs> Because <laughs> in our youth, this was a far more bombastic That's show. That's true. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's go around. It was a far more bombastic show back then. It was. Lee George Cade. Everybody. Hi, everybody. I think it's going out again. That's okay. Your voice? The voice? Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's done its job. It's done its job. I made, I made you, not, I made you all, two serums. You made me two serums. Serums. And thank you, being the McCoy, to my Dr. Robert, or Captain Robert April. Oh, man. Not Kirk. Cool. I'm not Kirk. <laughs> Robert April. <laughs> anyway, uh, please, folks, if you want to, if you want to try something tasty, uh, pick up some uh, jerky for fresh vegan foods. You can get it at local, 145 East, 1300 South, at the Vegan Agenda. I am in no way part of the Vegan Agenda, and I am the Vegan Agenda. Uh, wow. Or Hashtag $10 a week. $10 a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we've got frozen burritos and all kinds of other great stuff. Uh, it's just support local business. Is really, it's, it's something I'm trying to do. I'm trying to support local business as much as possible because that really is the lifeblood of a local economy. Um, also, I would just like to thank everybody for all your support over the last, I, I think I've been back in Salt Lake for 10 years now, or close to 10 years, and it's just been phenomenal. I mean, the upswelling and, and the outpouring of support from all of you while this uh, crazily, crazy, quixotic gentleman stumbles through his own destiny has been uh, it's been rather rather warming and thank you thank you Lee. he's a brave human being now that i know it's not quixotic it just doesn't make fucking sense it's never quixotic no it's quixotic which ah yeah i hate words yeah fuck you words (laughs) all right It's just hard because you're like, it's that Don Quixote. Al- How can it be quixotic? <laughs> that was alarming. Like, I know, right? It was a bit much. I'm actually really into it. I fucking it. hate windmills. <laughs> why has everybody got... Why do you hate windmills? Why do you hate words? What's you, what you got against W's? He, hate winds, he hates windmills. He's Shannon Barnes. Well, I'm sick of tilting at him. I'll tell you Amen. that. Amen. Um, Amen. Yeah, anyway, I do stuff. I got a job. I hate it. Um, <laughs> but I have a second job that I love, and it's the uh, the pub quiz at Lucky 13. 
every Wednesday. Get there at 8 o'clock. We'll have fun. Like, eat some good food. Like, you get takeout from Lucky 13 all the time, Carrie. Uh, occasionally, yes. All the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't even make it sound like I'm there every day. Yeah. I mean, maybe once a month. Just days that in NY. But no, good food, great fucking staff. That's the th- thing I'm going to say. And the most amazing pub quiz you will ever participate in. It's just great because I'm in it. It's get the, there. It's the greatest pub quiz. I get to tell you this. People are saying and I'm I, hearing. I, people say and I'm hearing. They made it four minutes, James. <laughs> Before they started doing political impressions. Yeah. I'm going to say people are saying and I'm hearing that they have never participated in a better pub quiz. I just want to point it out. It is the best pub quiz Come to the pub. Come to the pub quiz. <laughs> the hand come movement. to it. All right. I've been to. Lucky it's called 13. gesticulation. Yeah. I've been to Lucky Thirteen, but I've never participated. So hashtag I'll be there. Come. We'll come together. Kiki and I will come on as, on shit, as a team. Make a team. We will bring Bemo, seven-time Jeopardy champion. Yeah, Bemo's gonna there fuck shit up. Me and Kiki, and we will just let Bemo win for us. Hashtag, hashtag we're there. I'm challenging everybody that listens to the show. Put together a team and come down. Yeah, if you want to be on Kiki and I's team, tweet at us. I want to. Uh, tweet at me at Peachiest Car. Whoa, 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 Six people on a team. Six people. Wait, wait a Six second. people. Is, so is, first is, come, first serve. Yep. I want to see BMO face off against Egg Food. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, I'm, no, oh, no, oh, dis- no disrespect food. to Egg. BMO's, BMO's taking that. I don't know, man. Oh, like, I don't no, know. no, hey, seriously. Carrie, have you met BMO? Like, seriously. Y'all ain't met BMO. Like, no, Egg, I love you. You my main main doo doo stain, but like seriously, you get you, you realize, get fucked up. You realize Egg Foo's the kind of genius that runs a race with one leg tied behind his back. Like I know both of these people personally. I'd love I, to yeah. see the showdown, sir. I, I right. think it would be formidable. Yo, I'm just I, saying an intellectual white hole is going to open. I'm just saying. All I know. I know. I know. Egg. We. I know. Egg, we all know Egg's government name. I know Bemo's government name. I'm telling you. I know these two people personally. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. People are Come saying. Come on. Let's put some teams together. Let's fuck I'm just that saying, place up. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. There's going to be you. so much raw intellect on display. Salt Lake City's going to have to build a trailer park around Lucky Thirteen just to balance shit out. People what, are saying. What days is it again? Wednesday. Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Wednesday. We're doing this. Yeah. yeah. Right. Reach out. This coming Wednesday, we'll be there. Party and I will say my advice here. is get there seven thirty or eight. I'll be on your team. I'm going to say it's yeah. fun. I will tell you it's fun. Jay, it is fun. Jay is saying, and I am hearing. Jay Whitaker, everyone. Hey, what's up? Yeah. I'll be saying, Hi, I'm saying shit. Hey, what's Hi, up? Boy. Hey. Carl, I like when you like support. Like, I, I'll come up with ideas or just stupid shit that I plan on doing with my life. You're like, you go one doing yeah. that shit. I was like, I'll retweet that any day. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, about to make a bad decision. You go, boy. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to take some ketamine and then I have a drug test tomorrow. And I'll be like, maybe don't do that. First of all, for the record, I do not take ketamine. <laughs> I don't think any of us take ketamine. Yeah. Just for the record, Geek Show is a ketamine-free show. It's ketamine-free. What's that up, we y- can confirm. What's up, y'all? We are ketamine-free. We it's don't your, take your boy, Jay Whitaker, ketamine-free. <laughs> How do you spell ketamine? K-E-T-A-M-I-N-E. I Adult it. Spelling Bee, Salt Lake Public Library, Thank once you. a month. I yeah, got yeah. it. Uh, it's your boy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm ketamine-free. Always been. Uh... 
Uh, I'll be headlining Wise Guys Ogden March first. Will you be on second. ketamine? No, I will not, man. Um, I think it's whatever. I think it's March first and second, which is a Friday and Saturday. I believe so. Uh, uh, let me look. Yes, March first yeah. and second yeah, is. And sec- uh, oh, it's Thursday and Friday. Excuse me. Se- uh, uh, March second and third at uh, okay. Wise Guys Ogden, <laughs> guys. Which means. I love doing shows in Ogden because, personally, uh, that's the first city I lived in when I moved to Utah, so there's always a nostalgia. It's like Breaking Bad over there. Exactly. but Stabby. Yeah. You know, there's a pizza on every roof. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I always like doing shows up there because it's kind of like a weird hometown homecoming. And uh, I'm experiencing a lot of personal shit in my life, and by the time this episode airs, I'll definitely be going through it, so... <laughs> Usually, which means I write a lot better when I'm going through that shit. So, which means the jokes are going to be fire. So, come and right. get these. The come jokes get these, must flow. That's so, right. Get these flame ass jokes. Huge question. How does one abuse ketamine? Because I just read what ketamine was. And it's a it, horse tranquilizer. It's a drug largely used to help people transition into anesthesia. And uh, sounds fun. I mean, yeah. And again, <laughs> so I'm personally pro ketamine right this minute. <laughs> Well, I don't know. The, the episode's already been named Ketamine Free. I'm afraid we can't. I, I, I've written I it down, this, and there it is. So I mean, yeah. hear me now. People are and saying. And believe me later. This may be our last Ketamine Free episode. Okay. This <laughs> might be. Lee might need to get into the experimentation. As, I, as Lee researches this. Yeah, like, I, I'm just saying. I think Ketamine might be the way to go. <laughs> the only I'm people, sorry for ever bringing it up. The only people <laughs> in my life right now who have ever experienced Experimentally, <laughs> are at this table. Yeah. Right. yeah, the other folk haven't really experimented that. So ask your ask your veterinarian if ketamine <laughs> is <laughs> right for you. Right for you. I was saying it's about time I get hopped up in some of that shit and start a war. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy and Tony not here, but uh, ably filling in. I think <gasps> absolutely. Do what we can. Two of my favorite women. Oh, I love Karen. Kiki, mm-hmm. hi Kiki. Hi, how are you? Kiki Fury here. Light a fire they can't put out. Mm. Light a fire they can't put out. Model for 2018. Hey guys, uh, yeah, cosplayer Kiki Furia here. You're a nerdy girl next door. <laughs> Look for her on on Facebook. that web thing. Yeah, Facebook. It's space. Works. It's everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. Snapchat, all the all the fun things. Writing graphic novel. That's really fun. I need something to fill the void that is <laughs> that was grad school. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, prepping for. 28 days of black cosplay, POC cosplay. That's, That's going to be, be very cool. That starts in a few days after this episode. Yeah. All right. Kiki, your voice is so soothing. It really oh, is. is it? Right, isn't it? Does it just make you like mm-hmm. your spine tingle? Like, if I, I ever go to the doctor and they say to to the illustrious Mrs. Cade, uh, Lee's got um, he's got cancer of the butt. Oh. I, you, I want, want, you want her to say it? I huh? want them to have you come tell me. <laughs> because it'd be like, you come up and you're like, Lee, you have cancer of the butt. Like, Can oh, you just cool. say that? You have cancer of the butt. Um, Lee, I'm sorry, but you have cancer of the butt. <laughs> I, cool. feel, I feel okay with They'd that. be like, would, well, well Lee, shit. Would, would you like some ketamine? <laughs> would you like some ketamine for your butt cancer? <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Just shoot me up. Uh, Do it up. I just think it's... The, you have, you, I'm sorry. You... you your voice is dope. I mean, like, it I feel is. like yeah. I feel like if we were like the year three thousand, and there's like a artificial intelligence that's going to tell us like, hey, now boarding for planet Jupiter or whatever, like a super Google Home. Yeah. I have oh a, my gosh, am I the Welcome super Google Home? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, no, I've got a Google. I'm for it. I'm here for this. I've got a Google Home. Like, I got it for free. Put a fury. And I've got in a your Google home. home, and my favorite thing <laughs> is to walk into my house and I go, "Hey Google," and it goes. Hi, Shannon. I go, fuck you. <laughs> and it goes, 
I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> the, the Alexa app often tells me that it wasn't very nice when I tell it to fuck off. That's true. I she, like this. Alexa Ethereum. has a little or, bit of or a Kiki side. in your home. Yeah. Either or. I got y'all. I got y'all. Right, uh, Kari is here, oh, too. Hi. You can find me I on Instagram you. and Twitter at Peachiest Kari uh, and Twitch TV at Peachy Kari. Uh, I'm also throwing an event February 17th. It's for hashtag SLC2. It's my nonprofit that I'm founding. Have founded, have done. Um, <laughs> it's going to be at Ember SLC. It's uh, like 600 South and State Street at 7.30 p.m. It's going to be like a really nice plated dinner and then a panel and then a party after. So. That sounds great. It'll be fun. What, what, what type of uh, what, uh, attire should I wear? to? Well, we're going to put cocktail Michelin. attire on the event, but yeah. if it gets enforced, I'm going to be pissed because hey, people I, should be comfortable. Right, because like, I mean, I kind of, I, I do have my own tuxedo. Baby, you, if you don't wear that tuxedo, I'm not letting you in. Can You're wear, the only exception to that. Can I wear one. chucks up in this? You can wear a tuxedo and chucks. Yeah. Hey, just for the record, nothing is sexier than a dude in a tux and some chucks. chucks I'm going to expect tux the majority of you there. Chucks so. and tux. Yeah, I hope fun. all of you nerds noted that. Yes. All right. Tux and chucks. Get you the ladies. Yes. Ketamine. Hey. <laughs> ketamine. It brings some fucking ketamine. Bring some ketamine. Make I sure you share because ketamine's a sharing experience. I'd like to apologize to the fans of Geek Show Podcast for ever saying the K word. Oh it has scourge upon this podcast. So We've exciting. lost many No, we all know it. what ketamine was. I mean, seriously, when I get to space and I start my piracy career, they're going to be like, oh shit, it's ketamine K. No, oh. you, guys, you guys, you guys, my favorite K word is. Our host, Carrie Jack. Oh, oh my God! Hey, where can where can we find you, Bud? Well, uh, uh, Monday through Friday, six to ten at x 96com But uh-huh. uh, I also made the ketamine run in less than twelve parsecs. Oh. <laughs> and that record has yet to be broken. Ain't, ain't been broken. And they have tried. Ain't been broken. He used a, uh, he used a Firefly class vessel, actually a modified Firefly class vessel, to make that run. Ain't been broken. Ain't been broken. <laughs> Can't right. stop the signal. Uh, I love you. I fucking love you people. I needed this so bad this week. I know, week. me too. And we got uh, broken news coming up here in a few moments. But oh, for- shit. We just got through introductions, yeah. and now we're going to take a break? Welcome That's to only the first. But we also got Excitable James. Oh, and Excitable James is over there. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a noise. <laughs> Make a better oh. noise. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, but, uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the power of ketamine. That's right. We're going to do a couple of questions here, then we'll break for uh, news, and then we'll do some more questions. These are questions that you have submitted to us from the Geek Show Facebook page. Lee is going to take a look uh-huh. and uh, find us a couple here, uh-huh. and then we'll uh, get right to it. Man. Hector wants to know. Hector. I have Hector. two questions. Yeah. If you were forced to fight a fellow Geek Show member, think Kirk and Spock. Who would you want to face off against? Wait, I just I just need the floor here. I just want you guys to know that um, I used to jokingly really hate radio from hell. <laughs> Hold uh, on. Well, well, okay. <laughs> hang, hang on. Jokingly hate. It was like a ironic hate where I was an like, man, you guys, the only liberal radio show in Salt Lake City. Let's uh, Let's pretend to hate it. So I would post on the radio from hell page which you can find these if you google my name the first thing that comes up is me trying to fight bill Allred. <laughs> so <laughs> by i know and it was supposed to be a joke it was supposed to be funny like a 115 pound 22 year old woman so by proxy carrie jackson can, can i just say that you is know the person i want to fight you still have five inches long. i could just you know to <laughs> say subtle humor via text oh yeah that always works <laughs> 
It's funny. It's just I'm just so being funny. funny. Oh, when you said fuck you, that was That okay. does not it's not funny. It doesn't translate <laughs> no, at all in the slightest. It does not. Nerds but also nerds don't really get subtle humor. We don't understand that. So we think now, we're being funny and we just come off as aggressive. Now if you had emojis back then, you could put a winky face <laughs> after I could have put a winky know. eggplant face and it would have yeah. been fine. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're that. squinting at a penis? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> how I look at him. I mean, sure. now, now I can't stop thinking if they had emojis you don't way back in the day. Carrie, Carrie and I would have been friends way, way sooner. I would have understood that yeah, you were kidding. That it's, I was not being hilarious. Instead of, what is this? No. What? Who the fuck is this I'm child talk- trying to taunt me? I don't make you emo- listen. I, you know. <laughs> I'm just talking about emojis like way the fuck back. I'm talking like Ten Commandments, like Emancipation Proclamation type shit. Uh-huh. That just would have been. No, I just, I four just have score to score and seven smiley faces. Ago. I have to be consistent with this continuing satire joke. So, okay. Carrie Jackson right. would be my. I'd All right. Him. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't Carrie, know. who would you fight? I can't remember the like. You can fight me. People on the okay. show. I'm, I got. I got my answer. Um, fucking Tony. I just like. I just. Hmm. I just no. Not like personally. Like I don't fucking hate Tony. I just want to. Why fight do you him hate Tony? Because I feel like he'd be a good wrestler. Oh, okay. he'd, he'd lie. Like, on, you know what I mean? He'd like, lie on top of you, and it would. He's be got the arm span. No, and it's he's just like it, it's just it's just like I I think I, I think I could take him, but I know he's got that ginger squat strength. <laughs> Well, but doesn't just, Carrie have that as well? He's just hopped up on sugar. No. I want no. I want now. Carrie's just got like straight up like emotional and like <laughs> psychic. I've power. I've, I've never. I've you know other than like grade school. I've never had to fight. You talked your way out of them all. I've been able to either threaten or talk my way out of it. That's the classic nerd. That's the same with me. Yeah. I've never been in a fight. I've longed to be mm-hmm. to get some of this nervous energy out, but. I've always been fight. It's not fun. I don't know how. No, I don't know how many times I've said in in a bar to a drunk person, "Use your words." (laughs) That drunk person. I said. I I say. Listen. Here's the thing. I have an attorney on retainer. Do you? (laughs) Yeah. All right then. Use your words and let's get through this. Carrie (laughs) Carrie would talk me out of it, and (laughs) Carrie knows too much about me (laughs) that that he was just like, "Nah, you don't want to fight me." I could, I could fuck you up. <laughs> I could take your I just, you. Know, just, I, I'm just honest with him. I say, look, I'm not going to throw a punch. Yeah. You need to know that. I'm not going to throw a punch. You throw a punch, fine. I know who you are, and so does my attorney. If you, want, if you want to talk about it, that's fine. It'd be a lot easier for you. You know, you'll lose. But <laughs> I'm fighting Tony because he just feel. I just feel like he'd Tony? be a great okay. ra- wrestler. This is an easy question for me to answer. Okay. Because I have, it didn't get, it, like it got this close to a physical fight, but I was in a very heated fight with Jimmy Martin. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I knew, I knew at one of our Christmas, like Christmas? when we used to have the Christmas parties. That's right. And we fucking went at it oh. about who was a better professional wrestler. It was who would be a better get. A and see, and I can't believe it went that far. Oh, it, no, was, no, it, was it was who would ridiculous. be a better get at Comic Con. It is what, yeah, the, the better get at Comic Con was it Rowdy Roddy Piper or the Ultimate Warrior? And I had the, <laughs> I had the very right position well, that it would be Rowdy Roddy Piper. The the, the liquor didn't help. Yeah, no, yeah. and we were shit faced. And it turned into it. There was a situation up here in the kitchen. Yeah. And, was it uh, Carrie who diffused the situation? It was me. Oh. I, think yeah. it was, I, was, I always have Lee as the peacemaker. Yeah. 
So yeah, so like if I fought somebody, it'd probably be Jimmy, and it'd probably be over something stupid, like mm. fighters. And I know the answer with Lee because he's a pacifist; he wouldn't fight anyone. That's not true. Oh, that's not no, true. No, Lee would fuck some people up. Yeah. So I'm not. I've been thinking Lee. long and hard about this. Um, chances are, I'd have to split. First off, I'd have to actually tear space time in half. Okay, and I'm going to travel through the multiverse and fight me. In every alternate reality. That's perfect. Yeah, every like mirror the verse, one? Yeah. the darkest timeline right, version. Right, because yeah. that fucker's got a goatee. He's got to go. Yeah. yeah, I like and it. And so, ultimately, after I get back from all the multiverses, it's going to take a while. <laughs> after I get back, I'm going to sit in the chair, and you guys can be like, oh my god, it's the one true Lee. He's here. <laughs> he's brought them all together. Lee's has brought us here. Yep. And he's wearing a belly shirt because he's actually the Mirrorverse Lee. Well, at that point, I'll be really ripped. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's that much fighting. Yeah. It gets that much bullshit. Okay. It's gonna be... I feel like, um, well, I'm Lee's Padawan, so I don't want to fight my master. Um, That's I think awesome. I'm coming after <laughs> Shannon. Oh, my God. Oh why? My. Because okay, I feel cool. like this is fire and fire. I think it'd be fun. Ooh. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of sexy and kind of fun, but it also, like, there's the stakes aren't that high, you know? <laughs> like, kind of, you know, like, it's just two friends wrestling. Like a card and the fire. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. a greased up catfish. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wrestling. Woo! That is like the best answer I've ever heard to a question. The stakes aren't that high. Woo! Stakes yeah. aren't that high. Like, and I, I invite that fight. Anyway. <laughs> I accept. He's written fantasy. We didn't get a solid answer from Carrie, though. Yes. He's Did you good. fight the Black Lantern zombie version of Jeff Michael Weiss? Oh, Ooh. shit. Is that, you know, he gets we, raised we, from the dead? We all, we all tussled with Jeff in our own way. In our own way, yeah. yeah. In our own way. We've all fought with Jeff. I yeah. wanted even, to wrestle with Jeff, I, but in a different even I, way. My short time. I wrestled with him like that, too. Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, what, what I thought person? Jeff Vice was going to take my girl at the time. Straight up. Straight what up. girl? He did, but it only lasted I, 13 I, I will, days. I'll tell you guys off mic, but yeah. At the time, yeah. Wow. It's the best 13 days of her life. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, I, I, I don't fight. I, I I can't answer the question. I bullshit. Don't Is this like a prime directive no. of wrestling? No, I'm calling you out, Kerry. Oh, you don't physically fight. I don't physically fight, but you fight. Oh, I'll to... I'll hurt you. Yeah, yeah. psychologically. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's yeah. just taking your career apart and making sure everybody in your family doesn't know where your phone number is anymore. Well, Jay <laughs> just said like he's like he doesn't even have to throw a punch. He just knows too much on me. That's and I'm gonna true. Get destroyed. Oh, that's the thing. He, like I'm I'm more Kerry's paddle than anybody. He so can psychically subdue all of us. That's why if Kerry ever got pissed at me, the only thing my only defense would be to get 15 really large TVs and surround myself <laughs> with the screens forcing outwards playing Toy Story three. Because <laughs> <laughs> Kerry would sob. Yeah, he'd I'd show up dead. and he'd be like, that scene where they're all holding hands yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I had him here's how you fight I had him convinced when that movie came out that that was the end of the movie is them holding hands and then getting incinerated and he was like no people no. Uh, people want people laugh at me for that and I'm like they have accepted their fate yeah. yep that they are going to die it's like at it, that moment it's like the one and only you know? Ivan we've it's like accepted right now, our fate right here at this table exactly and if you don't cry at that you're, oh, anyway. you're dead inside you are that's right exactly we get to our, who said that our next question one that's more a good question. question though. one more question okay um, this is a good one this is a good one uh, Steve wants to know what would you uh, what would be the first thing you did if you had the infinity gauntlet Okay. Now, so we can re. So, if you have the Infinity you Gauntlet, you can reshape reality. You can do anything with it. So, like, if I got it, so if we 
Each one of us got it today. Like right now, if it showed up on our hand, what what would we do? do? All right. I know exactly what I... All right. This is a... I would make... I would would see... I would take the... I would take the part that is the the reality gem. And um, I would take a... I would take a gander. I would take a gander. See what life would like if slavery didn't happen. Oh, take a gander, because like you wouldn't, you wouldn't make it. You I don't. Well, no. Well, I'd take a gander and you'd then want to look because you've de- learned from Back to the Future, right? And mm-hmm. then depending on like the true outcome, mm-hmm. and then use the time gen to go forward about I don't know hmm. eight thousand years and just see what it's like, hmm. and then based off the judgment of that, then I would be like, all right, and then I'd use my soul gem to like make my afro just grow a little bit longer. <laughs> That's about it. And then the power gym to like probably increase my squat max. Uh, uh-huh. Yep. 440. Really? Yeah, feeling it. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you, girl. I see you, girl. But that's about it. I would just kind of just use that, use that to see if I'm trying, what it would like. I'm trying to picture you with a mighty... With a nice pick. I'll tell you right now, hair, when I retire you know? from the military, I am... You're going to do it? I'm going to grow my hair out, change my name to Zion, and, and then... Um, yeah. He's already laid this out. Yeah. yeah. And I will not be ketamine free. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just say you won't be wearing shoes either. What? Uh, yeah. For me, I, I'll tell you what, for me, I would do a complete reset. I would... From, uh, from what point? <coughs> you mean like a, a time reset? Just like... Let's reset the environment. Like like the air and... The air. Okay. Everything. Uh, let's reset our goddamn, like, God, the, the, the thoughts and the hate. Let's get rid of all that. Let's just reset and let's start over. Mm. Control, alt, delete that shit? Yeah. Hmm. Like, I... That is like... One of the things I do when I'm trying to go to sleep when I can't go to sleep is like, if I had a wish, mm-hmm. if I had three wishes, what would I do? One of them is, I want to fly. I want to be immortal. Well, you can and then the third one is always, I want to reset it. Hmm. You know, reset it where everything is, we have a new opportunity to make us the best planet and the best group of living beings ever. Okay. That would be what I would do with the Affinity Gauntlet. Mm. But also, I'd probably kill some people I fucking hate. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, that 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 some, some just gotta go. Can't yeah. leave that out. Anybody else? I, I would sterilize the human race. Oh! Eugenics! I'm about that. Oh, no, it's not eugenics. Oh, oh you're just full on sterilization. I'm not, I'm not talking about any one particular... Oh. Part of the human race, just the entire human race. Right, wait. And every year, I I would have an enclave, and I would say, human race, do you have your shit together? Mm -hmm. And the human race would say no, because obviously not. And then they would remain sterile for another year. Now, this is this is omniscience here. This is not this is not a friendlyly. This is an assholely. Mm. And every year for the rest of my life, I would gather. In the meantime, you have opulence, you have happiness, you have. uh, There's no hunger. There's Yeah. yeah. Everybody's basically we're living within the means that we have. Uh, but there's nobody replacing the human race at this point. And if at one point the human race comes to me and says, Lee, all-powerful Lee with your infinity glove, 
<clears throat> we have our shit together, and here's our five-point plan of how we're going to get rid of greed, destruction, war, famine, poverty. Hate. Hate. Here's how we're going to get our shit together. Then fine. You idiots can breed again. Mm-hmm. Continue to <laughs> destroy shit. If we're, here's your five-point plan. Stick to it. Uh, otherwise, we can just shuffle off this mortal coil as the failed monkey experiment that we've been. Mm. That's why I shouldn't have a fucking glove. No. I like no. dying with grace. I think that's a good idea. But I'm not saying, I'm not saying it would be misery and hellfire. You'd have a good life. Yeah. But there would be no furtherance. Mm. I'm scared now. I would give it to my master, Lee. Oh, so there you can go. That's it. Do what he needs to do. All right. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm too tired to think about that, even the possibility of it. The politics has just destroyed my life. So. Them squad I'm, games, I'm with though. Shannon, though, too. I like the reset. The reset. Reset's yeah. a wonderful thing. Yeah. I like the reset. Well, I'm of a mind that believes that the only thing that's going to bring the human race together is, this, is if there's a threat that... Uh, uh, that affects all, all you're life. Ozzy Dias. Oh, I'm Ozzy Mandias. You're, <laughs> you're going full Ronald Reagan. I'm going. I'm going Ozzy Mandias, Doctor Manhattan. Giant squids. I, I and just remember Reagan at that yeah. one thing saying the only thing that's going to bring the human race together was threat from an alien. Threat force. from an alien force. Yeah. I would be that alien force. Oh, oh that united that. the people. Well, so and you're going. You're going the full squid. That's, that's actually really so. Carrie, you're saying I would just be straight up Thanos. I am going to be your enemy. Oh, I do you, love that. You know, you got to team up. Can I be your herald? Ooh, I need one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hiring. I'm hiring a herald. So <laughs> you're, you're you're going you're can going I, full on hi. humanity's personal <laughs> Judas, Carrie can, Jackson. Carrie, can I be the treasurer? Sure. <laughs> your own. He's got jobs. Personal <laughs> Judas. I look really good in a Leia bikini. I'll just take that for the team. I, right. know what I, I know what my role is. It's fine. That's there what I was going to wear to Carrie Mendias. <laughs> Carrie Mendias. Good so, lord. Okay. Y'all hire him. So like Carrie on his throne. Carrie would just be like. I candy. I'll be the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll be the fucking. Uh, you know. The, mm-hmm. the focal. Yeah. I'll be yeah. the focal. Absolutely. I'll be on the calendars. It's fine. It's whatever. I'm, I'll I'm, deal with it. I'm down with Thanos and what he's got to do, but it still breaks my heart every time in the trailer when he well, punches Iron Man. Well, you'll have the Iron resistance. Man, so. the, the, the best tweet I saw about Thanos was, uh, it was, because they show Thanos got without his hat and he's bald. And they just, oh. they just said, uh, Thanos looks like a single dad who just wants to spend time with his kids. <laughs> Give, let let like, like let Thanos have his weekend, Susan. That shit. <laughs> I don't know who tweeted that, but that shit. Uh, if you look at his me. face, All it's right. like yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, let's see. We got broken news next, and then uh, we'll do some more questions after we'll these messages. messages. We'll, we'll be, be right, right back. Doctor Volts Comic Connection. Let's see what's going on in February at Doctor Volts X Men Red. Jean Grey is back, and she's leading a new team of X-Men. Jean leads Nightcrawler, Namor, and X-23 into battle to restore Xavier's dream of mutant equality. Also, Green Lantern Earth-1. Hal Jordan receives an update to his origin in this new hardcover graphic novel. Earth-1 reimagines Hal as an astronaut who is granted a super-powerful ring from a dying alien and a charge to save the universe from the maniacal, mechanical menace of the Manhunters. Also, Jim Henson's Labyrinth Coronation. Before Sarah braved the labyrinth, Jareth, the Goblin King, rose to power. Witness the exciting origin of the character immortalized by David Bowie in Jim Henson's Labyrinth Coronation. In other news, Dr. Volds want uh, wants you to take a look at horror comic tarot. Yeah, divine the future with spooky and beautiful artwork from the 40s and 50s horror comic books. 
Velity Studios. That's V-E-L-L-E-I-T-Y Studios. Latest Kickstarter, the Horror Comic Tarot. 78 cards with images from the 40s and 50s horror comics. Reward levels include live online readings from The Booback, star of Velity Studios comic Ruthless. Dr. Bolts invites you to back the Kickstarter now to get your horror comic tarot by Velity Studios. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free. With that, you get a 20% discount of purchases of $20 or more. And the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home, and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons? I gotta slice the almonds? All that packaging and ice packs, that can't be good for the environment either. Let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook or are too busy or have decided to make changes in their diet and don't know where to start. This is from scratch cooking in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon. He's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies, vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients locally. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. Cabin Fever is your go-to shop for tin signs, lunch boxes, coffee table books, retro candy, gift wrap, and more. They're also welcoming new lines for the new year. Cabin Fever is your go-to shop for laughter, kitschy memories, creative and fun merchandise. They are located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. You know Cabin Fever is so much more than a card store. Cabin Fever is officially over 35 years old this year. Thanks in part to Geek Show customers like myself and you, of course. For the record, being a local shop catering to all of Utah's diverse communities for this many years has been no easy task. But because Utah is chock full of amazing people, Cabin Fever has been able to stay relevant in all climates. Cabin Fever would like to welcome you into 2018. They want you to go in and let's all laugh together. God knows we need it. Is quality kitsch a thing? Cabin thinks so. Located in the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a quirky card store. Broken news. Welcome to it. Woo! And uh, this is the uh, episode Ketamine Free. <laughs> so the name of the episode. We'll get back to it in a moment. I was awake for this. Kind <laughs> of hope you so. You made it through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I did. It's a good job. Uh, joining me for Broken News, uh, Jimmy, Shannon, Jay. Hey. Huh? My eyes hurt. <laughs> no, we'll, no. Get, we'll get to you coming up. I didn't think you were going to do that many Sundance this year. I thought, I, you know what's funny? I didn't even really try. I, I didn't think that you were planning on it. Yeah. As I recall, it was just like, I'll do some, but I'm not going to. Well, I, we'll get to it, but my rule was I wasn't going to Park City. Yeah. But that's how good it is down in Salt Lake now. Yeah, you don't need to go up there. Mm-mm. No, you don't. You want to see celebrities. Here's what you do. I do my this job. Is, this is how you do Sundance, all right? 
You see the movies down in Salt Lake. You don't have to go to Park City. Yeah. You want to see celebrities, follow Stuart Graves on Facebook. Because that oh, guy yeah. finds everybody. Really? And he gets pictures with them all. Yep. So there you <laughs> Who's go. Stuart Graves? You got a this picture. guy in town here. Oh, you yeah. got a picture of me uh, wearing the stupidest shit promoting a futile and stupid... Uh, what? Gesture. Gesture, that movie. I saw... A Holy f- fuck. A few people take pictures with one celebrity that I was jealous about. Hmm? Danny Elfman was in town. He yeah. was? Yeah. Oh, now that's cool. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I met General Hux, y'all. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because he's in he's in that movie. It's Dom, oh, yeah. Dom Hell Gleason. Yeah, and then, uh, uh, like, the whole cast was there, pretty, pretty, with the exception of Will Ford. Uh, Will Fort or Forte, Forte. <laughs> the main actor of the yeah. movie, <laughs> but like Joel McHale, Emmy Rossum from Shameless, who was absolutely like one hundred percent flawless in person, mm-hmm. and, and so nice. Uh, Lieutenant Dangle from Reno nine one one. Oh, oh yeah. I love yeah. him. Yeah, like they were all there, and yeah, I met Lennon. him at the end. Like Tom, Thomas Lennon. Thomas Lennon. Yeah, yeah. The the gig was the gig was insane. Um, I thought I was going to do stand up, but I ended up wearing like a bodysuit with a sign around my neck. Uh, promoting the mil- movie that everyone knows about on Netflix anyway. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, get I got, we'll get to that, too. Yeah, we'll they they to cut that. me a check. The rent is paid, y'all. Cut the check. <laughs> they cut the check. All right. Uh, let's see. I was I was kind of hoping Lee would be here for this because we got that new Pacific Rim 2 trailer. Yeah. I'm, I, as he, he's excited about it. Okay. Good. I am cautiously nervous. Really? Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not Guillermo. And That's it's, right. It's got a very Power Rangers vibe to it. But it's it's Stephen S. DeKnight. Is that who it is? I think, I think so. it is. And it, it, I, I'm excited. I, I trust him. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of drag one foot into the theater. I'm, and, and I just be a little nervous about it. Okay. I will I will I will agree with Jimmy on this because mm-hmm. yeah uh, that I totally forgot he's not involved in it. He's and, producing. But I, but it did have that Power Ranger vibe, and I was like, why are they marketing this to like it's. Like, make it what it like. What that's why I liked about. Is there it. a trailer now? Yeah, there's two of them, and, oh, it, yeah. and it looks very Power Ranger. So go online and look for it. It's, it's, it's yeah. Pacific Rim Uprising. There's a couple. I still want to see it though. I'm still going to oh, yeah. see it. Yeah, uh, you got uh, John Boyega is Jake Pentecost. Yeah, it's I guess his kid. I, I guess his father Stacker said, "I think I'll give my kid a normal name." <laughs> you know, Jake. Uh, Jake. And uh, let's first see. First black so, dude named Jake. I know. The first lesson he got was how to reset the clock. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, go uh, go look for that. Uh, there's there's some homework for you. And speaking of Guillermo, we got uh, the bad news, good news, Guillermo. Oh, which would you like first? Bad. The bad news, Guillermo. <laughs> he's being sued. Oh, uh, for being too fucking cool. For being too cool. Uh, <laughs> David Zindel, the son of the playwright Paul Zindel, David's manager of his state, uh, his estate. It says that uh, we're, we're suing Guillermo del Toro because that the movie Shape of Water is obviously derived from a 1969 play that he wrote, that his father wrote, called Let Me Hear You Whisper, which follows a recently hired cleaning lady at a lab experimenting on mammals. Helen takes pity on a dolphin that the scientists have scheduled for a brain dissection after having failed to make it talk, rescues the dolphin, and puts it out to sea. Uh, the similarities are that uh, wait, wait. it takes place in the 60s Cold War. Um, the the uh, custodian protagonists both plot to help their respective sea creatures escape by hiding them in a laundry cart. Uh, both stories are set in the, like I said, in the Cold War. Both stories show the protagonist winning the creature's trust by sneaking him food. And in both stories, the custodian protagonist falls in love with the creature. 
Does she fuck the dolphin? Did she fuck the dolphin? No. Then it's not the same. No, because that's that's my contention. The dolphin probably tried to kill her though, because dolphins are very. But I was going to say, you listen to that. Listen to that plot. How many? That's like a plot for nine million different. I was going to say, want you sue Free Willy? Do you ever see uh, you know Project X? Yeah. Like how many times have you seen something get thrown in a goddamn laundry cart? Yeah. I saw it in a porno. Yeah, right? Sue them. That's how you break out of anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's a logic card full of towels and shit. Or a family guy. But it, it gets even weirder um, because uh, this, all of this is, uh, you know, this guy, David Zindel, the, the guy's son, is pointing to a page on the site Hollywood Nerd, and it breaks it down, right? Mm. This, this, this site, Hollywood Nerd. Now, Hollywood Nerd, the domain was registered in 2013, but it is the website of actress Rachel Style, who, according to a screenshot from May 2014 available to Wayback Machine, Style's IMDb profile linked to the screenshot says she's married to David Zindel. Hmm. So it's this guy's, the, the estate guy's wife yeah. runs this website that is pointing out all of these. Yeah, yeah. All of these similarities. And he's saying, see this website? It says it. It's a, it's a little conflict of interest. Oh, it's a little <laughs> conflict of interest. But uh, there you go. Who has the time to like find this shit? I, I mean, know, right? I, I, I hope that he really didn't do that. But knowing the imagination of Guillermo del Toro, I doubt it. Right. Yeah. I really, no, <laughs> I, I think, I think what he was doing was he was writing his Creature from the Black Lagoon movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really, you know, if he's doing anything. Uh, it's not the first time that uh, viewers have noted similarities between... His film and another work, after viewers pointed out parallels between Shape of Water to the 2015 13-minute short The Space Between Us. It's a Netherlands Film Academy. Produced a short. It's apparently very similar, but uh, Guillermo's people saying that he has never read nor seen the play in any form. He has a 25-year career during which he's made 10 feature films, always been very open about acknowledging his influences, which he always does. He says, if the Zendel family has questions about his original work, we welcome a conversation with them. Well, I hope that the people, uh, I hope he gets sued for Pacific Rim from the estate who made Robot Jocks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And um, from Power Rangers. Yeah, so that's, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, Saban Entertainment. Let's all just them. sue everybody. For everything. Everything. Yeah. Like, George Lucas gets sued by uh, Homer who wrote... The Odyssey. the Odyssey. Yes, there you go. <laughs> well, then I hope Lady Bird gets sued, because I've seen that movie a thousand fucking times. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so the good news for Guillermo is that Shape of Water got 13 Oscar nominees. Yeah, it did. Including, let's see, do you remember? I All of them? Know. God, no. It got a lot of... Top quiz, hot shot. Best picture. I know the two that I want to win it. Is, Be- I want him to get director. It's time mm-hmm. to acknowledge what this man has done career-wise. That and, movie's just beautiful. And then I will... I will, will Raise a glass to the sky if the Academy actually has the balls to give The Shape of Water best picture. Hmm. I don't think it'll happen. Uh, but uh, but sh- I want it to. Yeah, Shape yeah. of Water got 13 noms. Get Out got uh, a lot of them, including best picture yeah. and best director. Um, Jordan and- Peele's tweets were hilarious yeah. when they announced it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 got five. Uh, Wonder Woman did not. Okay, I can I acknowledge that real fast? I'm sorry. Wonder Woman's not a fucking Oscar movie. Thank you! Sorry, I know I, it was I mean, great, but the villains were fucking terrible well, and predictable. It's, it's and, not an and, Oscar movie. And Gal Gadot had the classiest response to that. She said, that's not why we made this movie. Yeah. It's you a know? great movie, but like people are like, it got snubbed. No, it didn't. It, no, it's just, we, we made this movie to inspire a generation yeah. of young girls. It's, and, a, it's you know, a damn good start. It is. Um, I just didn't like the way it ended. 
But uh, Logan, it? Logan broke ground. Yeah. With uh, adapted screenplay Oscar. That's nomination. a fucking Oscar movie. I, right. <laughs> I remember when I, I remember when I saw it, and I, I, I sent you a text. Logan, I was like, "Do you think this?" I, I think I said it on the show. This mm-hmm. could be the first movie that I could act like superhero movie that is Oscar worthy. Yeah, but we said that we said that the, the Dark Knight got. Yeah, Dark Knight was Heath the last. Ledger got it for Joker. Well, yeah, yeah. But, the, but that wasn't was, a, that wasn't a superhero movie though. It yeah. is though. Well, this was. This <laughs> I, was is, I wasn't on the show. Back <laughs> this is the first time it was an adapted screenplay Oscar nomination. Now, The Incredibles got an original screenplay nomination in two thousand four. Um, but uh, this is uh, this is kind of a big deal. It's a big deal, but here. Uh, because yeah. Vice and I and, and Shannon, we've always had the argument that The Dark Knight is not a comic book movie. Technically, neither is Logan. Yeah, it's not. It's, it falls under the same same you know tropes of not really being a comic book, you know, Iron Man, Captain America movie. It's it takes itself way more seriously than the yeah. other ones. It's it, so it's a man on a mission. Now he does have a berserker attack, which is very fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Uh, here's some other interesting news. We we were talking about a couple of weeks ago the What We Do in the Shadows TV series. Um, it's going. It's going to happen. There is a pilot uh, set for uh, FX. Is where it's going to go. Uh, Jermaine Clement and Taiki Watiti are are uh, behind it, and it's it, it will be a pilot. You will see it. Did you see so. the, the interview he did at Sundance? Uh, how do you say his name again? Taiki Watiti. Yeah, he said uh, when they started doing Thor, they were like, "Oh, we'll get you a tent. We'll like do all this kind of stuff." He's like, "No, man. Like, uh, I'm independent. I don't want to do any of that stuff." He goes, "A week later, I was laying on a chase lounge with a cheese platter, going, <laughs> more excitement." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Fuck it." Now I was looking. It's going to be written by um, uh, Clement Jermaine Clement, directed by Taiki Watiti. Um, and uh, here's the thing that I'm noticing. I looked at the. The cast, you got uh, Kevin Novak, you got Matt Berry, Natasha Dimitri, Harvey Gillian. Rise Darby was never mentioned in the cast list really? that I saw. Huh. And he's, he's, the, he's the werewolf. werewolf. He's the were, we're not swearwolves. Yeah. Remember. Well, uh, there's he, a sequel of the movie coming with just yeah, set, well, yeah, doing the werewolves. Well, that, yeah. and, but that is, that's still in kind of limbo. Oh. But this is going forward. This is happening. So... Interesting. I was kind of hoping to see him there. He's very funny. Uh, If you want to see him on uh, a a very funny show that he's on, I think it's on TNT or TBS, a show called Wrecked, Mm -hmm. where it's uh, it's like a parody of Lost, and uh, and he's on it, and he's very, very funny. Speaking of that region, I have to to do a retraction. Mm. We talked about trailers, like Last Broken News, and I said that there was that one that came out about the son of Crocodile Dundee. Do you hear what it is? Because now they have uh, Chris Hemsworth involved, mm-hmm. and uh, was it Hugh Jackman got involved? It's not a movie; it's a whole uh, Australia tourism campaign. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. They're oh. gonna run it. They're gonna run it during the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was really hoping that he was gonna be Crocodile. Yeah, this kid, man. That he was like been... this asshole that came by. And then what's the guy's name? Like the, who owned the tour company that that Mick Dundee was a, like his friend drove the Jeep. Oh, I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember, remember his name, but uh, Chris Hemsworth plays his kid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. I got some news about uh, Daredevil season three. Uh, and you remember the final scene in Daredevil season two is him waking up after the building collapsed. No, that He's was waking de- up. That was Defenders. That was uh, end yeah. of Defenders. Sorry, yeah. end of Defenders. I, yeah, they all run together. Yeah, the building falls on him and he wakes up and he's surrounded by these nuns in a yeah. hospital. Now, if you read classic Daredevil mm-hmm. story, the Born Again storyline. Yep. Uh, all of us knew what was going on. 
it's pretty much been confirmed that uh, he. It, it, that's going to be. Let's see the character's name here. It it turns out to be his mother. Oh, Murdoch's mother. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joanne Wally is uh, joining as Sister Maggie, and that that is the character's name from Born Again, who turns out to be his mother. Uh, so uh, that's kind of interesting. They have cast her, and it's going forward for season three. The Kingpin is back. That's great. Yeah, I was, isn't that what the one? I mean. I'll say it because it's in the comics, and who knows if the show will still do it. Isn't that the one where she outs them like for drugs and like tells the kingpin who he really the, is? The story of Born Again Karen is Karen Page, yeah. who's a, a junkie and like, like a porn former star. former it's, porn star and turned it Guardian junkie. Devil or something. It's uh, Born Again. It's the yeah, series. Okay. And uh, she, uh, you know, the kingpin comes to her and says, you know, get you some 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 of your uh, get you a hit. Get you a hit if you just give me a little information. <laughs> and she's. Spills his secret identity to yeah. the kingpin, and the kingpin then takes that series in, in the story born again. If you haven't read it, seriously, yeah. and he like ruins him, right? Pick it up, just well, destroys him, tears yeah. him down to his <laughs> to nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, and uh, so I suspect that that is what's going to happen in That'd this cool. series. Of course, but, yeah, Karen that's... won't be a porn star; she's a writer at this yeah. newspaper, no, and you know, in the first season though, she hinted that I mean, when she shot that dude in the warehouse, like yeah. she hinted that she's got a past. Yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. So I think she might have a relapse, maybe. Oh, that's dirty. Because it, it it needs something after the way Defenders ended, because or just started. What, what, <laughs> what, what, whatever the fuck, like that whole series needs a shot in, shot in the ass. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. So there's that going on. Um, I remember I had the story. I think it was last episode or the episode before that about how uh, uh, Last Jedi didn't do well in China. Yeah. yeah. So Disney's got this. Han Solo, a Star Wars story coming up. And, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen any footage. And they're not sure how to promote it in China <laughs> because Last Jedi didn't do too well. That name, Star Wars, doesn't seem to mean anything to people. Yeah. So it's not going to be co- called Solo, a Star Wars story in China. It will be called Ranger Solo. Okay. That's the name of it. And uh, translation, Ranger is like a smuggler, renegade, hotshot pilot. That's that's yeah. the translation. That okay. Did. So, Ranger Solo. Are they not even going to say Star Wars? Nope. Oh, wow. Not going to say Star Wars in the title anywhere or anything. Interesting. You know, it'll be the same movie that we see, yeah. but it's not being marketed as a Star Wars story. It's just Ranger Solo in China. It's, it's a bold move. It's interesting. Yeah. We'll see. And uh, finally this, and then we can we can talk about my little adventures in Florida and your adventures in Sundance. <laughs> yeah. Finally, this. Stormy Daniels. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so sad I can't think about her anymore. No, now you can look her up on your computer at work. Yeah, that's, so it's that's okay. the thing. It's yeah. okay. Um, it was on Saturday Night Live. Stor- Stormy Daniels. And in the headlines, because you know the receipts show it, she had an affair with Trump, and they paid her to keep quiet, and... It's it's not me exaggerating. There are receipts. Okay, I, it's there. And Clinton just had a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> um, to get spanked with a newspaper with his face on it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So she tweets out about she did not like the Last Jedi either. So here's <laughs> here's what her tweets say: steaming pile of shit. <laughs> well, she that, fucked that, one. She'd know. <laughs> <laughs> last Last Jedi, go ahead and unfollow me. In case no one has noticed, I don't give a fuck. It's the worst movie ever made. Well, now. No. I oh, know. I saw your movies. Uh, 
Space Horrors or whatever that was. <laughs> it's the worst movie ever made, and Ryan Johnson can drop dead. Wow. Then she then she tweeted, "Oh, the technical aspects, effects, cameras, angles, sound design, stuff were very well done." Yeah, that's that's <laughs> thanks and, to Ryan. And then her final <laughs> tweet was, "Fuck you, Ryan Johnson." Yeah. Huh. Well, Ryan replied, "Oh, don't do it, Ryan. Oh. Don't fall into that trap." He very classily replied with a single emoji. The smiley face with stars for eyes. That's how he replied <laughs> to that. So there you go. Okay. Uh, do you want to? Uh, do you want to hear about Florida? Or let's, should we do something? I'm curious about Florida. Okay. Yeah, I do want to hear. So I went away for about uh, six days. We missed you, and uh, I missed you, and uh, I did every Disney World park that was open. How many are there now? Four or five. I know there's Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood, Hang on. Magic That's Kingdom. Just too much. Take a look. Okay, That's yeah, because we did Epcot. Yeah. We did Magic Kingdom, uh-huh. Hollywood Studios, uh, Animal Kingdom. Yep. And I'm missing one. Hang on. I've been down there in a decade. Know, Let me take a look here. Do you guys know that Florida will eventually just fall into the ocean? Like geologists. You better go ride those rides now. I know. Like, <laughs> that, like seriously, like well, they talk about how like it, it, there's just not enough. Uh,. Okay, yeah, we did we did the four, the four okay. big ones. Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and Magic Kingdom. Nice. Because uh, there were a couple that were closed. Uh, the water park one was closed, oh, okay. for sure. And uh, so um, I'm going to tell you about, and I'm not exaggerating, three of the best, uh, they're not rides, they're attractions, right? <laughs> three of the best attractions that I have been on. Now, the last time I felt this way was when Star Tours opened. Mm. Um, and then I, I loved what they did with the Guardians of the Galaxy Tower of Terror thing. You know, the Tower of Terror is still Twilight Zone down in Florida. Yeah. Um, but I did three that were just amazing. First of all, uh, Mission, Mission Space, the Mars Expedition. It's in Epcot. And when you get up there, there are two missions. One is the moon and one is Mars. Don't waste your fucking time with the moon. Just don't. <laughs> don't waste your fucking time. Go right into the Mars mission. Now, I'll tell you, if you are claustrophobic in the slightest, do not go on this ride. Wow. Because they stick you in a very small, there's four of you for each spaceship, yeah. right? And um, it's very small and very confined. But they use the centrifuge that they used to train astronauts mm-hmm. to create the G-forces. Oh, shit. And so you've got a screen directly in front of you, and it's like almost in your face, showing you what, what is happening. So when you take off and you see that you are taking off, the centrifuge spins. You don't have a frame of reference because you're in a box, and all you can see is that screen. So it's like Star Tours that way. Your brain is telling you one thing, but really your body is going around in a circle. <laughs> but you don't know it. So... You take off, you go to Mars, and you, you kind of crash land on Mars. I'm Spoiler. But it's kind of fun because there's four of you, and you each have a position and assignments. Oh. I was the engineer. My job was to activate hypersleep <laughs> and to detach the rockets. Did you take Jennifer Lawrence out of her hypersleep? <laughs> <laughs> I, was I, feeling, I was feeling selfish. <laughs> Uh, but Mrs. Lawrence Fishburne is there, and she's the head of Space Command, and she, you know, she, and, and their Space Command is like, engineer, activate hypersleep. And basically, it's just two buttons in front of you. You know, <laughs> so they light up, and you go, oh, 
there you go. That's how it is, really. But it it was an amazing feeling. But again, if you're if you get claustrophobic or queasy at all, but it was great. That's cool. Now the other one, <laughs> and this one you can do in Anaheim because it's in Anaheim as well. But it's also in uh, Disney Springs, which is their equivalent of downtown Disney down there. Is the Star Wars Secrets of the Empire? Is that that uh, the void? Yeah. Here's the thing: as you walk through. I can't speak for Anaheim, but as you walk through Disney Springs, there's no Star Wars sign outside of this thing. Huh. It just says the void. And you don't know. Yeah. You walk in, then there's some Star Wars signage, but not on the outside. You could walk right past it in Disney Springs and not know. Subsequently, it was not busy. I was saying, they're probably crowd control. That might have something to do with it. Yeah. I bought my tickets in advance because I thought there might be a problem. There was not a problem at Disney Springs. No signs. Do you have to do like at a certain time? Like, do you make appointments or? You have to make appointments. Okay. And usually, I mean, we were able to make on our second day. We were able to make the appointments. Just like be be back here in fifteen minutes. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. That's crazy to make an appointment to be entertained. I know, right? But it was so fucking worth it. Now this is the <laughs> VR stuff. The you know, uh, the helmets and the backpacks yeah. thing. I'll say this. If you do this, make sure your helmet is on tight and where it needs to be, where it will not slip. Otherwise, it'll ruin the experience. I did it the first time. Second time, I made sure. (laughs) Crank that sucker. It may hurt your head, but it'll be worth it. Um, And then you are sent into a room, and you look at each other, and suddenly you're dressed as stormtroopers. Oh, wow. And you hold up your hand, and by God, I'm wearing stormtrooper uniform. (laughs) And your friends, you look at them. They're wearing stormtrooper uniform. They move, and it's and it's three D, and it it That's looks awesome. as real as fuck. And K two S O is there, and he's like, "We got to go and get this thing off of this ship. It's a mission. You're disguised as stormtroopers. You're rebels. You got to go and do this thing." Okay, just amazing. And the reason this is so cool is at some point, you walk into a room, and there's a rack of blasters right there. Oh, shut up. Pick up the blasters, an alarm goes off, K2SO yells at you for blowing the cover, but you need those blasters because you, you get to shoot stormtroopers. Oh. <laughs> and they can shoot at you. That's, That's cool. what's cool is these vests that they've got are rigged with some sort of heat element or something and vibrator. What? So when you get hit, it gives you a little... That's... Okay. That's... That's... I want oh, this. it's it's you're in the, you're in the fucking movie, man. You are in the fucking movie, and it's just it's just amazing. Huh. So go do that. Now, if K two S O is with you, does the same ending happen? This takes place. <laughs> I will say, several characters from Rogue One are in this. It takes place clearly before Rogue One. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> but your uh, whole suit just heats up. Oh, this burns. <laughs> but, What's happening? But then then you face down a, a lava bug of some kind. I'm not going to tell you who the big bad at the end is, but you're the little boy inside you will go, oh, 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 shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Anyway, so there was that. Now, the other cool one, and I'm going to get yelled at, was Avatar Flight of Passage. I know, right? I know. Give me a good ride. I, I, I don't know. I like it. I wish it was based on something cool. <laughs> but something that doesn't suck. Something, yeah. This was a great experience. Unobtainium, folks. Unobtainium. <laughs> was, it, was it like a safari? 
no, it's 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 a combination of several technologies that they've just kind of put together and it works. Um, if you remember the Back to the Future ride from Universal, mm-hmm. uh, soaring over California in Anaheim, combine those with 3D. Wow! And you're on your well. You sit down on this thing. It's like a bike. It's like a, uh, for lack of a better term, yeah. you sit on it, and it. It grabs you and snugs you up and holds you tight because it's going to move individually. Oh. So huh. it's, it's, it's like that Back to the Future technology with a big round screen with sure. in front of you, but it moves individually. The gag is, is that you're riding uh, the banshees, those flying oh, dragon yeah, yeah. things, right? So that's the gag is that you're holding onto the back of a saddle of a banshee <laughs> and you're flying through Avatar. And every time the wings flapped, the bike would move. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know, so it's like, and you'd go back a little front a little, back a little front a little. Diving in swoops, it'd lean forward to give you the impression that you were falling. And your eyes are telling you that you're falling a lot, so your body is reacting that way. (laughs) Great experience. That's cool. So there's that. Did the lawyer show up at the end and say all the movies that it ripped off? Yeah, it was like six movies. Yeah, I got, somebody got to Fern, sue. Fern Gully and The Last Samurai. Somebody, somebody got to sue somebody. Pocahontas. But if, but if you're an Avatar fan, that's in the Animal Kingdom uh, park and uh, worth it. I've never been to that park. It's really a cool little park. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Avoid the dinosaur ride, though, because it's just Indiana Jones with dinosaurs. That's okay. And that also means that things are usually broken. <laughs> so avoid that. Um, and thank you to uh, Frankie Holt, listener from Muscle Shows, Alabama. Who gave me a geek show says, hey, as I'm walking through Universal Studio, uh, the Hollywood Studios. That's cool. That was really cool. I wish I could have sat and chatted with him, but I had an appointment to get to. So. You had to go shoot stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go meet our, the people we were traveling with. But anyway, yeah. I, that's, that's my report from Florida. That's cool. So your report from Sundance. I, well, speaking of that, Lee says he wants to go down there in like two years and so, uh, for his birthday to down to Florida. Does he want to do it in Florida? Well, he wants to do that Star Wars Hotel. That's right, cause that and that's in the Hollywood Studios part, okay. which was also very cool because it was like three or four times a day in the Hollywood Studios, you would get the March of the First Order. Okay. Stormtroopers marching down the middle of, I guess, Sunset Boulevard is what they call it down there, which was kind of weird because I'm like, you guys know these are space Nazis, right? <laughs> and we're kind of celebrating this? Yeah. <laughs> Just huh. a thought. Anyway. That's uh, funny. But yeah. I uh, thought of it that way. <laughs> right? like, oh... I guess I'll buy a sticker. Like, I just imagine our culture, like, 2,000 years from now, like, when there's actually really space Nazis, and, and you're like, well, 2,000 years ago, these idiots were fascinated with us. <laughs> uh, so, Sundance. Now, you said you weren't going to see that many this year. I, yeah. Did I you was see, like, 30? 30? 30 about 30. Just around 30. 30? Yeah. yeah. So Jesus. And, uh, well, yeah, I always say the record's 55. That's true. And I'll never do it again. You did 55? Yeah, one year. Mm-hmm. I did. I wanted to like blow my head off with a shotgun. How much <laughs> cocaine was available? <laughs> it's like I would watch like six movies in one day, and I couldn't remember what I saw in the morning. So I had to go. I kept a journal at that point, and I'd watch. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Like that, so, yeah, I just can't imagine. Yeah, so I'll never do it again. Um, but with this year, I was like, I'm just not going to go to Park City. Like I went up there, picked up my pass, and... The girl was like, "Oh yeah, so that can get you in all the you know the Salt Lake screenings. You just walk right up, walk right in. Like, you know, I can show up two minutes before it starts. You know, or they let you in thirty minutes before it starts. I can walk up two minutes before that and just walk right in. Well, people have been there for hours, and I kind of feel like a dick, but not really. <laughs> and so, um, but uh, but she's like, oh, but if you come up to Park City, you're gonna need a ticket. I go, oh, I ain't, I ain't coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, but that's the thing about with Salt Lake now. There's so many venues 
Uh, there's the the Grand Theater at the Salt Lake Community College. There's the Broadway. There's yeah. Rose Wagner, and there's the library. So yeah. I mean, you can do pretty much a lot. Uh, and I and I I could have probably get up to forty if I wanted to, but there were certain days I was like, I'm going home. <laughs> um, but like, when we did the last broken news, I hadn't seen anything yet, and now we're doing the very next one, and now I'm done. So uh, mm. so kind of thing. I'll just fly through them real fast because uh, there's certain ones that just need some mentioning. Um, when we did the last one, I was on my way to go see the Won't You Be My Neighbor. Just great. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, the Mr. Rogers documentary. And the best thing about it was not what's in front of the camera during Mr. Rogers. It's what's behind the camera of all the the fucking hippies that were just working back. Oh, yeah. They weren't the wholesome (laughs) Fred Rogers. Oh, yeah. They were, like, taking pictures of their assholes and shit. Like, it was pretty funny. And so, (laughs) actually, here's the thing to Fred Rogers. Someone grabbed uh, this guy would always grab people's cameras and like and moon the camera and like take pictures of his ass. And he did it to Fred Rogers' camera because he was taking pictures of kids and joining stuff like that. And so, uh, and he never said anything about it. And then all of a sudden they had a Christmas party and Fred Rogers goes, Oh, did like did Derek get, you know, my, my Christmas present? And they're like, Where is it? And then he went around the corner and he had blown the picture up to like ten by twenty feet. Oh my god. Just a picture of his ass and he goes, Merry Christmas. <laughs> so pretty good. Uh, so there's that one, and, and that's picked up by a focus feature, so you'll see that one. And that's the running theme through this whole uh, festival, is that we made a running joke of how many times when a movie would start, like which production company had already picked it up. So like, and it's almost every other one. Like, everything's coming out now. And that's Kat's argument, too, because she's like, I had a lot of people like, oh, where's Kat? She's not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I'll see it. If she goes, if it's good, it'll come out. Well, that's yeah. that's what I learned, you <laughs> yeah. know, when we started doing it for the radio station all those years ago, is that, you know, the, the good stuff, you'll see it. Yeah. It'll be available, maybe a year. But, Absolutely. But with Netflix and all of that, yeah, yeah. it's it's all showing up. So if there was anything that you were interested in seeing, just keep an ear out and yeah. you'll find it. Back in the day, it's a whole new ball game with Netflix and all mm-hmm. of them around that. Yeah. It, now everybody's clamoring to get, you know, like, oh, don't let Netflix take everything because they did it last year. Um, so the next one was uh, uh, You Were Never Really Here. That's actually probably my favorite of the festival. It's Joaquin Phoenix as a hitman, and I'm a, a huge hitman fan, uh, hitman movies. And uh, th- I keep telling people, yeah, he doesn't use a gun. He uses a big fucking hammer. And so and it's, wow. it's not even so much that, because I know Old Boy did it too, but like, it's the way this film's told, like uh, cinematography-wise, score. I mean, it's, it's such an unconventional score. It almost kind of reminds me of like, uh, like Blade Runner, like just something mm. you've never heard before. Mm. Uh, just stuff like that. Like There's an entire scene where he takes out this building, and... Uh, doesn't show really graphic. It's all told through security cameras on a loop. So like you'll see him come up and whack somebody right in the fucking head, but it'll just cut to like a, a you know an empty hallway, empty hallway, come back, the guy's just laying on the ground, empty hallway, he walks into the hallway. Like it's fucking rad. Like it's really cool. So and that comes out in April, I think, on theaters. What's great about the way you describe that scene is that you can amp up tension. Yeah. And it's not going to cost you that much to film. No, no, no. Yeah. And then what's funny is that someone told me that someone from the Sully Film Society was mad that they didn't show him like bashing somebody's brains and I was like no, no dude it's fucking you the less is more you don't need to yeah, yeah. It's, it's the whole Quentin Tarantino Reservoir Dogs like yeah. you never saw that ear get cut off well, <laughs> it's the same thing with uh, Mad uh, Fury Road Mad Max where he goes off and into the fucking shit the fog and then comes back and everybody's fucking dead remember yeah. that shit yeah. Yeah. and you're like what the fuck happened we don't, we don't need to talk exactly. about it <laughs> I don't need to know I you can see it. what happens that's like my favorite scene <laughs> Uh, another one called American Animals this got picked up too it's a true story I love it. it the way it starts it says this is not based on a true story this is a true story. And it is a true story. It's based four kids that decide to rob their college's uh, library that had these very uh, rare books and like stuff like that. And what's funny about it is told the whole movie is based on perspective and memory because they, they have the real people telling the story. And he'd be like, yeah, when he told me that we were going to do this job, we were sitting out at a party like that, you know, smoking weed. And, he, and then the other guy goes, oh, no, we were sitting in the car. Like, and that's when I told him we were driving to like, you know, a fast food joint. And so they filmed both scenes. 
and they cut between the two scenes. So like all of a sudden, like they're sitting on the porch smoking weed, and he's like, "Oh man, just pull over here." And it cuts to the car, and he put the car pulls into like the fast food point, and he's like, "Oh, we met this guy, and he was wearing a blue scarf. And this guy's wearing a blue scarf." He goes, "No, man, it was purple." And all of a sudden, it changes it to purple. What? It's fucking rad. Like it's really cool because that's the perceptions of these guys how they remember it. Ah. But it's really really good, and that one got picked up. Another one called Monsters and Men. It's about uh, a kid who films a cop shooting uh, an unarmed black guy in New York, and the fucking mayhem that. Falls down. Is it a documentary? Or? No, it's a. It's yeah, a, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Jesus. Actually, I think there is a documentary about one. It was actually a running theme, sadly enough, uh, throughout the throughout this uh, festival. But uh, it's and it's told from three different points of view, and uh, pretty good though. I think that one got picked up. It, it definitely won an award last night at the at the show last night. Um, one of my favorite documentaries: Three Identical Strangers. The way I described this one. 1980, this guy's 19 years old, goes onto a campus. Everybody's like, hey, Eddie, what's up? And he's like, um, my name's not fucking Eddie. <laughs> like that. People keep slapping on the back. Good to see you again, blah, blah, blah. Goes to his dorm. This guy goes, hey, Eddie. And he turns around. He's like, my name's not fucking Eddie. And, he's, and the guy looks at him and he goes, and they show the real people. He's like, it was Eddie. And he goes, uh, were you adopted? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, is your birthday July 12th, 1961? He goes, yeah. He's like, you have a twin brother. Like that, and so they call this guy Eddie, and they meet up, and they're fucking identical twins. This is a documentary, so it's all oh, true. Oh, now that I want to see. This is yeah. a true story. At CNN picked it up, so you'll see it. And so, That's uh, so, so the news picks it up, newspaper everywhere, and they're like, and then all of a sudden, two days later, they get a phone call, and he's like, "Hi, my name's like you know, Kevin, whatever his name is." He goes, uh, "I live in New York, and I'm looking at this picture, and I'm looking at myself. They're triplets." The identical triplets. What? Yeah, <laughs> wow. they, they were all separated. Now that's the first twenty minutes, and that's in the fucking synopsis of like the of the movie. If you yeah. think that's fucked up, you haven't seen shit yet. That sounds cool. Oh, when I told because Kat's like, just tell me what it is like that, and she started screaming, and she's like, I got chills all over my body. She's like, that's like a fucking Black Mirror episode. I'm like, uh huh. Like, oh wow, it, it gets fucked up. Like I'm really fucked up. Like so, so. It's, they're gonna show it on CNN. CNN picked it up, so huh. and they they show documentaries they show sometimes. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's called Three Identical Strangers. Three Identical Strangers. Uh, fuck. Another one called Blind Spotting. They got a lot of buzz around town. Uh, what's great about this one? If you love hip hop, if you love freestyle, yes. uh, a lot of oh, the, I heard about this. Yeah, a lot of the dialogue is actually told through hip hop yeah. and like through like you know rhymes and lyrics. Like it's really oh, cool. cool. It's about these two friends and like one's just got on. You know, he's trying to make it to the end of his probation. And I can't remember the actor's name, but he was on the Broadway cast of Hamilton. Mm. And so he's like, um, um, can't think of his name, but he's fucking talented. And the and wrote, also the grand finale rap that they do, holy shit! Like everyone wanted to clap, but you're like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like you could hear a pin drop in that fucking theater. And like, and you're like, I'm not doing anything. Let this guy have the moment. It was fucking phenomenal. Uh, another one I don't really consider it a movie, uh, but it was called Our New President. It was the election told through uh, yeah. Russian cinema or yeah. Russian media. I interviewed the director for this. Just weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a great concept. Probably would have. Been, it's like it's only like seventy minutes long. It should have been thirty yeah. minutes short. I hear it didn't work, but yeah. it's fascinating to see what they're showing <laughs> because everything in this movie is stuff that is not true. Yeah, that people believe is true. In Russia, yeah, yeah, that was made up, yeah, and 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 here as well, you know, because yeah, yeah. it comes over, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so. it's it's nuts. Uh, another documentary, Robin Williams, coming to my mind. Uh, the greatest thing in this one were all the outtakes from Mork and Mindy. Oh boy, and just adults acting like adults and being like, ah, go fuck yourself, like that. And like, but he's wearing like his fucking suspenders and yeah. shit, <laughs> just funny like that, and just great seeing his kid and just talking about you know, his life and like, it's kind of straight to the point. And it's that's uh, HBO, so that'll get oh okay, good show. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, a local one called Believer from Dan Reynolds, the lead singer of Imagine Dragons. Yes. And uh, the, I can't remember the guy's name from Neon Trees. But basically what started out as a documentary about Fremont Street, he just wanted to go interview uh, old school Vegas and people. And all of a sudden it just spiraled into this. He got these emails about 
people being gay and you know and not being accepted by their family and teen suicides in, in Utah and that's where the whole uh, was it Love Loud concert yeah came yeah. from yeah so the whole thing is about creating the concert and stuff like that it's really cool it's kind of funny watching this guy who has essentially no business like you know having these super conversations he's like whoa <laughs> you know it's kind of like watching Keanu Reeves do it kind of thing but well, he, uh, well he's having trouble reconciling his faith yeah. But, but all of his friends. I are, think he's still Mormon, though. If I remember, I right. think he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last time I talked to him, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you remember the the lead singer of Neon Trees, yeah. of course, renounced his faith on, on, on my radio show, which was I was he not did expecting. It on your show, yeah, I oh, was wow. not expecting wow. that. Um, and uh, it, so it's this whole dichotomy: is we have friends who are gay, but we also believe in in this religion, and what do we do? And that's kind of where they're all at right now. Yeah, lead singer Neon Trees. He knew what to do. Sure, he got out. Yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a tough one, but it, yeah. it was actually really well done. And so uh, that's a good one. I'm not sure if it's picked up yet. I'm sure it will. Mm-hmm. I want to say it did. Um, and the one that won an award last night called The Sentence is another, a documentary. Girls dating a guy. Uh, he becomes a drug dealer, sells guns and whatnot. Guy comes to their house, murders him. Cops show up. They're like, she's like, I didn't buy anything. I didn't sell anything like that. And they, so they dropped all charges. She gets her life together. She did, marries a guy, has three little girls. Six and a half years go by. Knock on the door. I have a warrant for your arrest. Uh, you're being charged with conspiracy. Mandatory 15 years in prison. What? Yeah. Wow. And the whole movie is like her brother doing the whole documentary, watching her little girls grow up for almost a decade. Hmm. Like, it's ridiculous. And so, and, and it won one of the awards. It's, I mean, at the end of the, like, towards the end of the movie, entire theater. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> I'm like, I'll bet. A bitch. So that's a great one. Uh, if you want hope for tomorrow, uh, Inventing Tomorrow is a, a documentary about kids going to a sci-fi, com- or not sci-fi, but a science, science convention. Con- yeah. Oh, I, heard uh, I want to see this one. It's actually really cool. I heard about Some this. Interesting yeah. ones. It's down in uh, at where they do E3, the yeah. LA Convention okay. Center. Really, it's like, you're like, wow, maybe we... Maybe we can't fix this shit. Like, you know, just, I mean, these kids are. I, I laugh because like this girl's like, oh, I'm taking water from this, and we're gonna figure out what the pollutants are. I stick, uh, you know, this this meter checker into it, and it goes to my phone to an app that I built, and that sends it to the cloud, and that organizes all the data. And I was like, man, my fucking volcano that erupted yeah, right? sucks. <laughs> and I was like, god damn, this the next generation knows. I this grew shit. a bean. I made a battery from a potato. (laughs) So, (laughs) so yeah, but it's fantastic. Uh, Studio Fifty Four is another one. What's what's great about that? I do the story. I know all about it. uh, But what's great is that he said about ninety percent of the footage no one's ever seen before. Oh god! They found some guy in upstate New York had his attic filled with sixteen millimeter reels of just footage from inside Studio Fifty Four. Just him running around with a camera. Yeah. Oh, so, fuck yeah. And there's like celebrities all over the place. Like there's Andy Warhol, there's Liza Minnelli, there's Diana Ross. Oh, Jesus. Like, just fucking nuts. Like How that. much cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't realize that it was the old CBS studios. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Uh, uh, a feature film called I Think We're Alone Now with Peter Dinklage and Elle Fanning. I heard about that one. He yeah. thinks he's the last man on earth. She shows up and then it just. It, that one kind of reminded me of a Black Mirror episode, too. Like it's uh, pretty good. I liked it. Um, there's not much you can talk about just because it's you don't give it away. You know, ruining the twist and that kind of stuff. Um, Genesis 2.0 about the guys who want to clone a woolly mammoth, and so and there's these guys who go up to New Siberia looking for mammoth tusk, and the, it gets nuts, and they actually find one that still has blood in it. So <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, we're talking to like billions of years, and it's still there. Uh, uh, I like the Midnight series. There's one called Revenge. About a girl, this is straight up Grindhouse. A uh, girl gets raped and then basically thrown off a cliff. She survives it. 
and these three guys. It's a mostly French, and she turns the table and just fucking hunts all of them down. And now the makers of I Spit on Your Grave are suing. Exactly. So. <laughs> right. And everybody's like, that sounds like this. Uh-huh. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, then there's one called Summer of 84. And I, I had this argument in, at the Broadway, and someone goes, yeah, I heard it's just a rip-off of Stranger Things. And I go, well, you do realize that Stranger Things is a rip-off of everything 80s, right? Like, mm-hmm. like there's nothing anything original about Stranger Things. It's great, but... Like you know, know your source it's materials. An homage. Yeah, know your source materials. But I will say this, without giving too much away, Stranger Things doesn't have the balls to cut one of those kids' throats ear to ear. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because that shit happens, and I'm not gonna tell you who who it happens Holy to. But shit. the entire fucking audience was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the story is that the kid thinks that someone in the neighborhood uh, is a serial killer. They think it's the cop that lives next door, and whether he is or not, you got to find out. Uh, let's see. A great documentary about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, yeah. She was here. Yeah. And so that was a great one. The one dud of everything I had was called The Last Race, about the one, the last like track, uh, race car track in Long Island. Because mm. it, it's all getting like they're building Costco's around it and stuff like that, and they just don't want to sell. So it uh, counts as it actually came to that. I mean, we both walked out going, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's that. You're um, like, go Costco. <laughs> <laughs> one called Leave No Trace. It's from the same director of Winter's Bone, the, the girl who basically discovered Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And uh, this is Ben Foster. And basically, they live off the grid outside of Portland, Oregon. Mm. And they get they get caught and uh, basically put into society, and it doesn't go well for them. Yeah. Uh, another one called The Kid Like Jake with Jim Parsons and Claire Danes uh, dealing with their kid who has gender identity issues. So great performances in that one. Uh, one Another one that got picked up called Search with John Cho. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, and Deborah Messing's in there too, and it's all told through a computer screen, and so like you know Skype, uh, whatever programs they've got, you know, and he, his daughter goes missing and uses everything to track her down. I read about that. Did that work? It actually did. Okay, because yeah, it, it was funny to get her, like it's something you've never seen before. And I'm like, well, I did see it called. It was called Unfriended, and it was a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, so, I remember that. Yeah, so, but and and I got thinking that might work for a, a Black Mirror episode, yeah. but a whole movie. I, you know, it's pretty short. So okay. I you know it's probably been an hour and twenty or something like that. So it it goes by fast. Um, uh, a documentary called Hal by, based on Hal Ashby who directed oh, yeah. Harold and Maude and uh, yeah. being there mm-hmm. great documentary for that one uh, and then yeah then the last one I just got back as we record this uh, Hearts Beat Loud with Nick Offerman uh, doing uh, I heard that um, was he yeah, sings and uh, Jason yeah. Matukas right um, uh, sure. the guy who plays Rafi on the league uh, the, 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 I don't think so He's he's got a couple movies up here. Might be okay. one. This yeah. is one where he basically is a music duo with his daughter. Yeah. So, oh, okay. so yeah. Nick Offerman singing. Mm-hmm. And that's good. No, yeah. he he had the girls seen got American it. Ham. Yeah, I never American saw it. Ham. I never saw. Yeah. It. Oh, Carrie he does a there. rap song. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was a I, that guy. Up. I love that guy. I love his book. He wrote a I haven't read book. the book. Uh, how, to, uh, how to Paddle Your Own Creek or something. It, it's no, no, it's uh, Paddle Your Own Canoe. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a great book. <laughs> the, the actress in it, Kiersey Clemens, plays uh, his daughter. Right. Beautiful voice. Okay. She's fantastic. So, and I'm sure it's probably picked up, too. Right. They're <laughs> so all picked up. Everything's picked up. So, Oh, and then the one that I didn't mention, but I just, I, my one issue I take is that the National Lampoon's one. Um, it's a, a, a futile and stupid gesture. Yeah, it's so uh, which I need to see because it's it's about the beginnings of the National Lampoon magazine yeah. and, and what that became. You With, know, which Animal House and yeah. Vacation, Caddyshack, Caddyshack, and so you it's, know, but it's it started about, as a magazine and yeah. it was just it was very formative to my what what I consider funny. It it, it yeah. really formed my sense of humor. It's uh, it's all you know, Doug Kinney. Yes, it's, genius. It's, it's his story. Will Forte plays. So them. is it? It's basically that. Documentary that we watched. It's a documentary, but it's it's done with with actors, right? Yeah, yeah. Da- in a, a damn good cast it's, of actors. It's yeah. the dramatization version yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. and so I might watch 
But here's here's where I take issue with it is because uh, you know I, I'm blessed with a, a press pass where I can walk in and you know I don't pay a dime. Where these people now are paying twenty five bucks to walk into this place, and the screening I was going to go to was a midnight one at the Tower on Thursday, I think. And technically, an hour after that screening started, you could watch it at your home on Netflix. And so, if I, I was, I would have been pissed. I'd be fucking furious. I mean, I'd be like livid. Yeah. And it's not the first time it's happened. And I know it's like not so much that Sundance can control that, but if I was Netflix, I'd be like, a week. You yeah, know, yeah. Like yeah. Week, let's you know, know, let's let's wait for the festival to get over. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the movie's still in the middle. Like it's in Act Two, and it's already streaming on Netflix right yeah. now. Like no. that's fucking annoying. I man. mean, I, I was gonna go to that midnight screening, and someone told me like, you know, it comes out on Friday on Netflix. And I was like, well, fuck, well, fuck that. that. I'm gonna watch it on my couch. So, and that's what I did. And it was it's good. good. It's good. It's not fantastic. I think it's it's a better documentary story. I think I, so, yeah. Because yeah, just hearing it from the, the actual people who did it. But it's still pretty funny, though. I mean, to watch Joel McHale as Chevy Chase. And I'm not sure the actor who did Bill Murray, but he's pretty good at it. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, they, and they tinker with, like, the facts. And there's actually a lot of breaking the fourth wall. And uh, there's actually one scene where it says, here's all the facts that we actually got wrong, but we don't give a fuck. And, it, and because it was Netflix, I could pause it, and I read every single fact. It was like, you know, this happened first, and this person really wasn't involved in this scene, and uh, you know, they came later. And the very bottom of it, it says, if we've missed anything and you find something, email us at gofuckyourself at, like, at, you know, at hotmail.com or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good. I liked it. But, yeah, I, I would recommend the documentary. Probably over it, but, yeah. But okay. check it out. I mean, well, shit. I, you've got Netflix; it's free. Yeah. I'm kind of a nerd about that period of time, so yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll watch it. You know who's who just transforms and disappears is Dom Hale Gleason. You can't tell it's him. So he plays Henry. Is it Black? Okay, he, he was Doug Kenny's partner. That's, oh yeah, that yeah. started. Yeah. Uh, that started. I can't remember. He plays a black guy. No, no, no. Okay, he's like what? He's got a black wig. He's got black oh, okay. black hair, and he just it doesn't look like doesn't look like the ginger that is Dom Hale Gleason. His his voice is so like relaxing. Yeah. I love his voice. And I say we start referring to him as Damn Hell Gleason. Damn Hell? Yeah. Damn Hell. <laughs> All right. Is that it? That is Sundance. Anything you want to recommend before we get back to the episode ketamine-free? I recommend you, you stay ketamine-free. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> All right. We'll, uh, we'll get back to the episode in just a few moments. Thank you. Rico or Kyocera. That should mean something to you. Especially if you're looking for a copier or printer. Because they're considered the highest quality printers and copiers. And Valley Office Systems can put Rico or Kyocera in your office for a lot less than you probably thought. Plus, the service to back them up. Set up your free consultation at valleyofficesystems.com and find out what it's like to have the best. Geek Show Podcast is brought to you in part by the Booze Teak. Mm, yeah. Geeky drinking accessories like Death Star ice molds, Chewbacca can cozies, flasks featuring Doctor Who, Captain America, and dad ass, Battlestar Galactica coasters, shot glasses featuring Star Trek and Doctor Who, shot skis, corkscrews, wine bags, gifts, and more. And if you tell them Geek Show says hey, you'll get 15% off of your purchase. Booze Teak is located at 315 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake City, or look at them online at boozeteakslc.com. Geek Show loves Booze Teak. Hi, I'm JD. I'm Peterson. This is Spencer. And we're the 3-Bit Gamer Show, where we fight about video games. No, we don't. Yeah, we really do. Ugh. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at 3-Bit Gamer Show. Pants are optional. Talking about sex can be 
uncomfortable. And you know it shouldn't have to be. At Black Velvet Boutique, they believe there's no shame in sex or wanting to be educated about sex. Black Velvet Boutique is an all-inclusive, judgment-free shopping environment. They emphasize positive relationships between partners and with oneself. Black Velvet Boutique, they're located on 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Utah. You can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or give them a call, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. They are locally owned and operated, staffed by some really cool, fun, compassionate, and caring women, Dawn and Leah. Very supportive, very passionate about making sure that uh, their customers have a positive experience. You're free to shop anonymously or engage with any of the Black Velvet Boutique staff. They're interested in building honest dialogue and relationships with their customers and helping people make informed choices. Black Velvet Boutique is its not a porn store or a novelty store. It's for grown-ups who enjoy or want to enjoy sex. Black Velvet Boutique, huge advocates of self-care, which is about understanding your body and sexual needs and desires. Visit them at their store, 293 South State Street in Clearfield, or call them. Ask them about their free workshops, Black Velvet Boutique. There we go. All right. Shit. <laughs> We're back. Shannon was eating soap. <laughs> Shannon uh, was eating soap. We had to give him well, CPR. How can you not? I mean, like, smell your hands. I love it. I mean, that's... Right? My boyfriend commented on it last time I recorded. He's like, what are you doing over there? And I was like, we're using peach bellini soap. <laughs> That's what I go there for. She said like you came home and your boyfriend was like, why your hands smell yeah, so good? Yeah, why your hands smell funny, girl? <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me smell your hands. <laughs> uh, Let me write that down. Show. Let me smell, Let me smell your, hands. your hands. Uh Do you have a question for us, Lee? Yes. Yes, sir, I do. All right, let's do that. <clears throat> Get it, get Excuse it, me. get it. Excuse me. There we go. Uh, Shane says, Hi, Shane. Who would you pick to play the X-Men in the MCU? We've got a reboot probably coming. Ooh. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be happening. I don't think they're going to be like, oh, we need these people who played these characters 24, 20 some odd years ago. Wolverine, uh, Wolverine is Tom Hardy. Would oh, you cast? No, lovely. Tom Hardy can't play fucking everything. I'm sorry. No, but like, I'm sorry. Or, or who's the, who's the, you know what? Actually, actually, for the height, for height's sake, for height, who's the dude that played uh, Rorschach? Oh, uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie yeah, Earl Haley. He's, he's, he's like old as fuck. That so is Logan. So is Glenn Danzig. Well, if we're gonna go there. I was gonna say, let's have Glenn Danzig yeah. show up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I think mother. Let me show you I mean, my fucking claws. But, look, they asked the fucking question. That's my answer. Okay, like I'm, that's for Wolverine. I think Emma Stone is becoming kind of womanly, so I think that she could do a good Jean Grey. I'm just saying. Emma Stone. No, I thought you were yeah. saying Wol- Wolverine. <laughs> like, what? Emma Stone is Wolverine. We're doing a gender bent. Well, no. she's very good. Yeah, she is. I, she's I really care. good. I don't care about age. We were ta- just talking about that. I feel like Angela Bassett is my storm. Angela Bassett's I, always been my storm. Uh, I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a purist here and say that if they're gonna reboot them, reboot them right and go with the original five. Which okay. is so that's uh, so we Cyclops, got... Marvel Girl, Angel, and that's Beast, what they, that's what and they should Man. do. Yeah, Ooh. And, and that way you don't even have to really do an origin story. You can be like, oh, here's this this guy. He's a mutant. He's he's got together a school of gifted youngsters and have them all be like sixteen. Let me ask yeah. this question backwards. I love Mads Mikkelsen, and I want him to be in everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Who, which ex human would he be? I'd want him Magneto. to be. A, I'd want him to be a villain. Yeah, yeah. Magneto. He should but, be fucking Magneto. Yeah, he would. Not be. Magneto, certainly. Uh, I'm not familiar enough with the X Men universe to. Mads Mikkelsen would be a, a good um, mirror. Well, not, not, not Mirror Master. That's a Flash guy. But there's a a guy that 
fucks up people's realities. They even have Mysterio. No, Mysterio's. Oh no, uh, Mind Master or Mastermind. Mastermind. Oh, he's on Legion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He'd be a he'd be a good mastermind. Uh, Somebody kind of or he could play Lockheed. Oh man! <laughs> but go with, go with your rides re- dragon. The, the neat thing about X Men is is don't don't get so caught up on on who your X Men are. Go ahead and do your original five, so you can do your origin story. Rob yeah. Lowe is Angel. Keep in mind that you don't need Wolverine. He's not the X Men. Mm-hmm. Wolverine is Wolverine, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's everybody's favorite X Men character. But really, he didn't come in until seventy four, and he's been hit or miss. Honestly, I see the end of a Marvel Universe X Men movie. I see the ending. Is where they find Wolverine, right? right. You know, because you've, you've established the team, you've established the dynamic, the father uh, relationship with Xavier, the whole thing. Wolverine's the half elf of yeah. the Marvel universe, and then at the end, you find Wolverine, and that and would so, ups- that would upset the fanboys. And go but ahead, it's and, the way to tell but the story. So, who is our new Wolverine? Who is it? I don't. I don't I know. Two, I gave two solid suggestions. I'm I sorry. Was Those born are... in the adamantium. Like <laughs> what the. <laughs> Those it's not Tom solid. Hardy. Right? I know it's not Tom, but uh, fuck I it. Like I gotta Tom. open up. Tom Hardy. I'd love to be. I no, I love him, but like he's Boothang. He's Boothang. Mm-hmm. Okay. He'd be a good Magneto. Like Who but is you already it, have like... him as you already have Hardy as Venom. Yeah, so. he's Venom. So yeah. which is which is uh, not like featuring honestly. Spider-Man I think that like if there's a reboot, and it's actually if it's a reboot of like because it's a reboot that is going to happen to both the X Men and the Marvel Universe, it's all going to be like new people. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have a flip yeah. book that we can go through. And, and I think it's going to be people that we don't know about yet. Mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper um, is Cyclops. <laughs> that's exactly why. Stunning. That's exactly no, why. Because you kind of want to punch Bradley Cooper. It, get, it gets to another question. I'll get to that question here in a second. But um, there are a couple of ways you can do X-Men. Either reboot them so that they're all teenagers and it's the original five. Or realize that unless you're going to recast that you actually have some diversity. Because, come on, five white kids at a white guy's school. Yep. Um, yep, then you get true. into like James just brought up how about we bring in armor you got a, a cool Japanese oh, armor, character yeah. um, bring in your new mutants bringing in, in, in uh, what's uh, the character's name Sand she's a, a give us a fucking Asian East. Psylocke for the love of God yes and then like have her one time go oh I used to be a, a white British chick yeah exactly <laughs> well actually I used to be a white well, British chick in the punk scene <laughs> I'm however <laughs> I'm sorry Kara no I'm a ninja Chinese what were you about to say uh no I'm, I'm that's that that works for me next question um a question here i i have the question but i lost it but i have the question here um how would you do fantastic four since we, we, we know the rights to that we've answered this question a million times on this it's like yeah but we have a whole new reality now no but uh, but i still i i still ag- agree with 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 Carrie is you'd make it a time a, a time I'd, I'd make it a time a period mm-hmm. I'd, a period piece. I'd, put yeah, it in period the, I'd put it in the sixties or the seventies mm-hmm. and I would make it uh, kind of a comedy yeah, yeah. it's got to be a comedy I like that I, you know I I one hundred percent but uh, but I the only the only thing I like, w- would want to see is I would want to see Doom on full display I mean like that's yeah, the only well, thing I'm really excited about about this this whole thing because Doom is better than everyone I'm sorry, sorry. He, everyone Doom could. Doctor Doom is the Marvel Universe's. He's their best villain. Lex Luthor. He's the big bad. Or their brainiac. He is the big bad, and he's so fucking cool and scary. Doom. Like, like he's super smart. Like he can make a, you know, he can he can he can make a tank, but but he's also a sorcerer. And his whole thing is like, his whole objective is, 
I want to rescue my mom's soul from hell. Mm -hmm. That's his motivation. Right. How is that a bad guy? Right. And he's and he's and his other thing is his other thing is I am right. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and if is, people got way. in line behind me, the world would be better. The righteous zealot villain. In his villain, opinion. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10, that's, my that's favorite Mag- kind of villain. That's Magneto. They Mr. Freeze is my favorite comic book villain of all time right. for well, that reason. And it took it yeah. took Bruce Tim to do that. But it's yeah. all, Because prior to the cartoon, he was just a two-dimensional. He was just a two-dimensional yeah. like garbage mm-hmm. character. You gotta bring in Nora. And unfortunately, we're oh living... Oh my God, you're killing me. Unfortunately, we're living under <gasps> Don, uh, Dr. Trump right now. <laughs> Don't start. All right. Next question. Uh, Matthew wants to know if any of us are watching Star Wars Rebels. And after, Love it. And after Rebels wraps up this year, what do you want to see? Uh, what do you want to see in animation? The Star Wars. Star, Star Wars, Wars animation. Yeah. Because, you know, one thing. Yes. Rebels is awesome. Yes, it's, it is. It's actually taken Star Wars as a franchise in some new directions. I will say, I think that actually, I think Star Wars Rebels led to uh, The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Can you connect that for me? Because it was like the problem that people have with Last Jedi is, oh, it's not just the Skywalker clan that have mm-hmm. access to the Force, right? Well, no. We've seen in Rebels that kid has access mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. Force. Yeah. The blind dude has access I, to the Force? I never understood that whole, but but she's not a Skywalker. She can't have the Force right. thing. It, the, the, the Star Wars universe has established right. that anybody right. the could mo- have the Force. Since I was a child, I've believed that. Yes. It was, it's really strange to me to see people having that revelation. They're like, the Force only belongs to whatever. It's like, n- not... The, no. The, no. The, the Moose Bear had access to the Force. Mm-hmm. Storm right. Moose Cloud right? Bear. Yeah. And... I love it. I love it. And that's the thing that I love about that new movie. I love that it's just mm-hmm. has opened up that whole universe to just storytelling. Right? That anybody has access to the Force. Mm-hmm. Or also, let's tell a story that has nothing to do with the Force. Like Rogue One. I think Rogue One is I one of the most... I genuinely loved Rogue One. I, right. I loved it, Rogue it, like, One. It's one of the most beautiful Star Wars films ever. I think Truly. so. And it had nothing... To do well, with the Force. it had no. very little to do with the Force. Well, it had... Yeah, the, those two dudes. Yeah, you had right? the, the, the guy who worships the Force. Right. But he was not I'm one with the Force, the yeah. Force is to me. But he doesn't and, have the Force, he just worships it. Right. Right, Lee? Okay. I'm, I'm checking our work here is, as we go. <laughs> I... Is... As a guardian of the wills, he's he's kind of a, a protector of the faith. So yeah, he believes in it very strongly. I'd, I'd even go so far as to say it's his religion. It yeah. is, his, but he doesn't have it. He sure he would believe that he is a vessel of the force and that the force would do with him as it sees fit. But he himself can't channel it. And, no, and okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I think um, what's his face, uh, Rian Johnson, Ryan, yes, Ryan Johnson. I think he watched Rogue One. And, and rebels, and rebels, they kind of have to. And he, he was inspired. Mm-hmm. He's inspired I mean? He's so like, much that Gareth Edwards is one of the soldiers in the trenches. Oh, right. uh, yeah. That is so true. Gareth Edwards is the guy that reaches down and goes salt. The guy huh? sitting next to him is that the director is of Rogue okay, One. Okay, so to, so to answer the question, I want an animated series 
of Tales of the Moss Eisley Cantina. Please. With, yes. With, uh, you know, each episode. It's is, like Cheers? Is, is a chapter. An anthology yeah. show set in the Star Wars universe would be super, super cool. I think people, a lot of people are, are kind of headcanoning an Old Republic storyline because they can't let the Old Republic go. I yeah. get it. Those were cool stories and it was a cool game. A lot of people want to see the big Mandalorian war with the Jedi. That's cool stuff, too. I kind of want to see something new that we've never touched on before. I, got, I, I, I would love to see an anthology series with the bounty hunters. That, too. Yeah. I just the, wanted to know a story. I, <laughs> I want it all. I got, I, More I got something new for you. Okay. And, and this is something. All right. So people that um, for the listeners that may not know, I'm a member of the Utah Air National Guard, which means I'm a military reservist, uh, kind of a... Loosely turned weekend warrior. Um, I hate that term, but it is what it is. Uh, so we, we've openly discussed this in our shop. Uh, let's talk about a reserve stormtrooper unit that's like out in the outer, outer rim, and they're just, they're, they show up for their one weekend a month, and they're just kind of <laughs> bullshit. And so it's like this weird comedy vibe. I wanted a comedy, yes. Like, yeah, yeah, and so it's just like these stormtroopers that – they're not in the thick of it, and so they their their mission is kind of unclear. And they're like, "What's what's what's going on on Jakku?" Well, you know, like it's I, just I like, think, I think what's the name of those two uh, comedy characters? The, the, Tag and Bink. Tag and, Tag Bink. and Bink. Tag and Bink. I would, are going yeah. to be in the Han Solo movie, so they're, yeah, they're in there. That but, would be a good animated series. It would be a good animated series, but the actual animated series that. It's right there in front of us, and it has been for a long time. Is Michael Stackpole's uh, Rogue Squadron books? Yes. So you take the story of of, of Wedge Antilles and his Rogue Squadron after um, Return of the Jedi, and you can tell stories that don't center around Luke, Han, or Leia. Mm-hmm. So you can you can tell stories in the Star Wars universe that won't necessarily contradict things that, that get go. set up in the lore. See, later. Good answers. And, and that's the thing that I don't understand. Like all this hate of the new Star Wars movie is. The fact that, like, it just opened it up to storytelling, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, how can you be pissed off about that? I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Like, I am so excited. Mm-hmm. Next question. Okay, um, this is a couple people have asked this question. How do you think the MCU is going to reset? Do you think it's going to be a secret war? Do you think what it's going to be? Is Tony Stark, uh, Nathaniel Benton says... You know, are we going to find out that Tony Stark's been, uh, that we know and love, is actually a dirty scroll all along? But is it going to be that reset? I mean, I personally. I think it's going to be an thing. apocalypse thing. Yes. Apocalypse the planet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. And, and I, I with, don't know. Are they going to use that as their way to bring in the Fox franchises? I you would. Know? You know, um, they could do, here's a way they could do it, is the Fear Itself saga um, that they did, um, where they had like the Dark Avengers and everything, where like uh, Norman Osborn came through and reset everything and he, he created his own version of the Avengers where they had Ares as Thor and uh, Dokken as, as Wolverine. Oh interesting. Yeah it's it, it, it was a pretty cool suit. <laughs> I, I know Hemsworth just recently said my contract is done with Thor and it and it ends with Avengers 4. Right. But he's and like so I want to do more. But he said if I can work with uh, Taiki Watiti again. Mm. Yeah. I would do Thor again. You know, I love it. I love that. So, there's that. He brought his director mm-hmm. to the Golden Globes. Yep. As his date. As his date. As his date. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm surprised Jermaine wasn't there. <laughs> it's, it's the Shane Black clause because they said to, to um, Robert Downey Jr., we want another Iron Man movie. Uh-huh. He's like with Iron Man 3 and he's like, well, you know, I'm not ready yet. And they're like, well, 
what we get you to do. He's like, Shane Black. I love Shane Black. Shane Black brought me back with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. So you let Shane do mm-hmm. Iron Man 3. I'm on board. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let your, you, let your actors pick their directors and mm-hmm. exactly. we'll probably yeah. get a better performance out of them. Uh, that being said, as far as how is it going to go down, I mean, if they follow the comic book... Everybody dies at the end of the yeah. Infinity Gauntlet. I mean, Thanos wins, and he's hoping to please his lady death, and she's still not interested. Right. Um, so the reason so, I like Thanos, he's doing it all for his lady. Yeah, so maybe that's when he does a reset, and that's when it all goes. I don't know. I don't well, want to know. Right? And here's, and here's <laughs> yeah, what, I'm with you here's what we, I almost don't we really know. need to bury our darlings here. Yeah. Because one thing becomes painfully obvious. I just watched the original Iron Man while I was sick. Oh, yeah? So Ten years old, that movie. Yeah, it's so a fun movie. So you, know you know what's glaringly obvious? How much older everybody's gotten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're at a point now, I know Robert Downey Jr. is in his 50s. It's, but he's still fabulous. He's still fabulous, but guess what? There's probably mm-hmm. somebody, in their, there's somebody in their 30s out there that can play Tony Stark. <laughs> I know. We're married me, to him, just actually. like Jill. We're as married to him as we are to Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and we need to... We need to just kind of bury that darling and let somebody Mm. else take on that role. Uh, I never thought Chris Evans was going to be... I remember Jeff sitting here at this very table lambasting Chris Evans as Captain America. Yeah, he didn't care such a shitty actor. But he stepped up. He stepped up. Chris Pine is Captain Kirk. I mean, we need to... He's a a prime example. Chris Pine's a great Kirk. He is. Chris Pine's just good. He's my my Kirk, and that's heresy. But I mean, it's very true. I think it's just time to pass the torch. We have a whole generation. If they're going to reset it, Go ahead See, and reset it with new actors. Well, and, and, and that's what Star Wars, the new Star Wars movies was. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the passing of the fucking torch. It's Luke, we cannot have a 60-year-old Luke Skywalker. No. We can't have a fucking 70-year-old Han Solo. Yeah. We have to let go of the past. We have to forward. let like mm-hmm. kill it if you have to. Kill it. Kill, it if, kill your if you heroes. have to. Kylo's kill your wrong. fucking heroes. He's not wrong. One more, and then we'll all right head out. So uh, Stacy Pro says, since we're going to be seeing a young Han Solo movie in the not too distant future, rumors abound about an Obi Wan Kenobi movie. Are there any other characters in the Star Wars universe that the panel would like to see given an origin story? Or I'm going to throw in just a solo movie. Lando Calrissian. Please just give. What's his face? Donald Glover, the chance yes. well, to be yeah. at the head of yes. a, maybe of a movie. this maybe this Han Solo movie will. I hope it does. Be the impetus, you know. I truly hope it does. And I'm not just saying it just because. Yes, I get it. I'm, I'm going. You know, that's 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 my. I'm going to play favoritism there, but. Watch Atlanta and see what Donald Glover has God, done. With Donald him. Glover with is incredible. What he's done with Atlanta, and you're like, yeah, they could do something. When he right. won that, uh, uh, the Golden Globe. Golden Globe. Like I teared up because I was like, "That was God." If you haven't watched Atlanta, you have to, right? And it's like, if you're fucking black or white or Chinese or it's fucking just a whatever, good damn show. Yeah. It's just somebody struggling with life, mm-hmm. and it's like so real and it's so good. And his performance is. Actually, everybody's performance yeah. on that show is just Paperboard. spot on. 
There's this um, YouTuber, his name's Captain Christian, so it's KK, Captain Christian, with a K, both of them. And he details about how Donald Glover has built his own world from his music to his Mm -hmm. writing to Mm -hmm. his television shows. He's created his own. Like, he was a writer on 30 Rock when he was 22 years old. That kid has experienced some immense success, but between his music and the TV shows that he's made and the persona that he's come up with, he's built his own world. He's a capable person and would be an incredible benefit to us to have as nerds in our community. Right. Amazing. The Star Wars movie I want to see so very badly just because of interviews with the actor who would play this character. I want Diego Luna to be given a Cassian Andor movie where where Cassian has to go undercover to infiltrate Jabba's palace. Cassian Andor, uh, Diego Luna, has this obsession with Jabba the Hutt. If you listen to interviews with him, he's like, I'm obsessed with his texture. I want to know if it's delicious. (laughs) And, And so I think of that and I'm like, okay, if you can't do it as a movie, just do it as an episode of Rebels where they have to go save him from Jabba's palace just to see Cass and Andor like chained to Jabba or something. That'd be funny. Um, but also, we haven't had. We had our Star Wars war movie with Rogue One. We've had our, our other movies, our, our saga movies. I want, and with Han Solo, I believe we're getting a caper. Yeah. Like a, a, yeah. Hei- a, 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 heist. a heist movie. I want a spy thriller set in the Star Wars universe. I just yeah. want Finn and Poe Dameron to have a porn. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a all. Like, they can I adopt mean... them. There's a whole planet of them. Yeah. <laughs> A porg? Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. I'm sorry, I said a porg, yeah. Oh, my my idea is like very pedestrian. I would like to see the origin of Yoda. Really? Oh, yeah. I really that is so bad for basics. You know? I love like, that. Like, I, mm-hmm. it's I would mind very, that. Like, and I'm see, here's, here's the thing. I, I've thought about that, and I'm 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 going to be the stick in the box. I am not interested. Hmm. See, okay, what if, I am. what if that movie was, though? Okay, because you know he's 900 years old yeah. when he died. Yeah. Well, what if 500 years into his life, he just got burned out on the Jedi Order, and he gave up for a while? Yeah. And he's like and drinking he has, and smoking oh, and partying. It's like, it's like, it's like, all, <laughs> it's like all in the family, but it's when Yoda was married to Maz Kanata, and they're just kind of sitting around, you know. Wait, he was? No. Oh, okay. But oh, that would also, be funny. You, you know, they, you know they, they probably smashed at some point. I would watch a Maz Kanata movie in a heartbeat, I was going to say... Once you brought it up, yeah. I would watch a Maz Kanata movie. That's true. But Maz Kanata oh, could be back with Cassian Andor up when he infiltrates Jabba's palace. And I think them in a buddy cop movie would be fucking hysterical. Any sort of buddy cop dichotomy I will always love. Yeah. Forever. I'm, I'm down for Yoda. I, I like yeah. uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I want more of him. And I actually want more of Mace. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mace, Mace. A Mace Windu movie, huh? A I Mace like Windu movie. If you were to set, if you were to set Mace Windu up like during Episode Four, mm-hmm. this is what's going on with Coruscant. Here's this crippled, handless waste of a Jedi. Yeah, that's just where I. That's where I'd start it. Mm-hmm. And I is him flying out the window. That's where I would start. Uh, start, it, start it there. Have him hitting the ground. He has no hands. There's a children's he's choir. Disgraced. He's falling out the window. Oh shit! You get the scene from the Episode Five, Bebop. the Cowboy Bebop. It's a Tarantino you know. directed. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I got it. See, and that's what the last Jedi did. The last Jedi just fucking exploded it. You can tell any story you want now. Yeah. It's not We're confined not to the fucking Skywalkers. Skywalker trilogy. Especially if you dealt with the fact that he knows that it's his fault. Yeah, Just him, 30 years of guilt of the Galactic Empire. I mean, yeah. I mean, he wasn't alone. Everybody fucked up. Mm-hmm. Everybody let the Emperor win. But just that realization of my arrogance. If I just let the kid on the fucking shuttle, it would have been a different outcome. Jay? All right. This isn't a movie. It's going to be a reality show. <laughs> No, this is the, this is a reality show. All right, it's about Snoke and his fashion sense 
Because that, that yellow robe that he comes out with oh the canary, God. yo, that shit was that shit was flying. He's like Tim Gunn. Yeah, and he's and it's like a it's like America's next top Jedi, whatever. I don't. Or, or, and he just. They, it should be The Apprentice. He's picking yeah, like, his apprentice because he, he got that. You know, every week. But you ever watch those fashion shows? You ever watch those fashion shows? It's always like ugly people telling people that they that, like that they're ugly. And yeah, you know, and, and it's like I like Snoke just like. I didn't like your outfit, or like, uh, or, or Snoke like, is like, make it work. I don't care if I gave you two <laughs> porgs. I don't care if I gave you two porgs to make that outfit. You've got to make it work. <laughs> oh my god! Skin like, those porgs right now. Or he could now. be like Florian on um, Cupcake Wars. <laughs> or like, I had your banana cream moon pie. It did not take me to the moon. And like that, that type of shit. That would be funny. Dope. He's great. Have you guys seen world. that SNL skit with Kylo Ren where he's undercover boss? Oh, yeah. yes. Ben, Death Star technician. <laughs> I need an action figure of that. Yeah. Which one? I'm sorry, I got way too excited. Or he's wearing the technician ben. outfit. Yeah. 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 All right. Or Finn at the barbershop. Barbershop four. Finn. Barbershop uh. Finn? Yeah, it's just Finn. It's I don't, Finn. He's never had community. I mean, it would be interesting just to see him in a place where Trying people are embracing culture and activity. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, why would he be so fierce about about Rose's, uh, about her, her ring, her medallion. Her, her medallion. It's like, because the dude's never had anything. He's, he doesn't life. have any possessions. So he's yeah. looking at it going, oh, she's got something. You can't take that from her. That's mm-hmm. hers. I'd love so, to have possessions. I can't have possessions. Yeah, I've never had friends before. This is my jacket that I took from my friend. Yeah, he's yeah. got a jacket. That's it. Yeah. I got it. What's my penis? <laughs> I feel right. like Finn would Telling ask that at that some point. Po-Finn right. thing. What's up, Carrie? Well, I'm just going to say, I think we, we got to wrap it up. These are all good answers, though. I'd, mm. I'd watch all of this show. I would watch, you'd watch that fashion show? I'd watch it all. I also want to throw in really quick with yes. the Marvel question. I'm still waiting for an Avengers versus X-Men movie, too. That's probably uh, going to happen. I don't want it. I, want I don't that. want it. I want it. I, can't, I, just, I feel like, if I, I feel like be, because Fox and... The, the, like, I'm with Carrie. Remember when, when the Fox, Disney Fox deal, I blew his phone up. Yeah. Called, I was like, is this good or bad? <laughs> is this because I felt like well, what I did felt you like say, it was Harry? bad. The answer is both good and bad. Yeah, it's both yeah, good and bad. It's good. It's God honest truth. It's it's good for the geeks, but it's bad as far as uh, uh, information because right. uh, the the whole Fox News part of it it gets bigger. Yeah, right. and they it, can take and the it, ship to Europe and now. it goes worldwide. They haven't been able to break into like Britain, for example, because the boards there have said. Fox News, news is is bias and it can't be in Britain and so they haven't been able to have it. But once this deal goes through, this is all part of Rupert Murdoch. He yeah. had to he had to shed the entertainment division in order to expand that conservative voice. So that's well, bad. Well, I mean, it should be okay. It's a little evil empire. Yeah, it's very and, much. and they're actually placating it's... us with like little morsels of happiness. Yeah, but... here, have your X Men. Hey, here you go. Here's Wolverine. I hate myself now. I'm going to walk out of this. I'm going to hate myself. I feel dirty. Kari. Wait, wait, wait. What's the the southern lady? um, What's the southern lady? uh, The cook uh, on the Food Channel? Big. Uh, Paula Deen. Paula Deen. Paula Deen. Deen. I'd have her as Rogue. Oh, my God. (laughs) She'd be just stuffing butter. (laughs) (laughs) Butter. You need some butter. (laughs) Come on, Chuck. I just like it when my servers come and pick in any. I like give him some butter. butter. <laughs> Marjorie. All the is rogue, yo. Yeah. My oh, husband, this. Bubba. He oh, done came through the window. Butter. Come over here, Gambit. <laughs> Come over sometimes, here. sometimes for playtime, I shoot dress up butter like a colored girl. Come over She's here. She's Jubilee, yeah. but with butter. Rima, yeah. stop playing. So, like, Paula Dean in your head is charging up butter and throwing it at people. That's, yep, That's, and she's putting it on him. 
Oh, oh there Mr. You go. B. Mr. B. This is a first. This is a first. <laughs> well, here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. I nearly hit stop. <laughs> Charge up more ham and throw it at your enemies. Ah. Uh, that wasn't original. Bellissimo. <laughs> there you go. 